Dan the Man. How are you? I'm doing great, Nick. Dan Fielder, that is. Yes, sir. Like Cecil Prince Fielder? Yeah, that's that's funny because uh, my daughter plays softball. And, and she's an outfielder? No. She's Infielder. A, she's a catcher. Oh, but okay. her number is has always been her number because it's her birthday. Her birthday's tomorrow. Oh. Her number is number 28. So if you follow baseball at all, uh, Prince Fielder, his uh, number was 28. And she got called out on it one time because it said fielder on her jersey in 28. And it was like, no, I am a fielder. And uh, huh. I, her number is 28 because she was born February 28th. So. And, and you know, that's that's kind of weird. I, I, maybe you can call me an old soul, but just knowing Cecil and, and Prince and oh yeah, put two and two together, it's a match made in heaven, oh, yeah. man. So they, yeah, this they is a match are. made in heaven. Yeah, so they, <laughs> I, I get, I get, you know, not crap, but people would ask me if, if that was my dad, Cecil Fielder, and I'm like, well, would look at me, and he's like, I think that's my dad. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> But, wow. Yeah, they that, they that, must not know baseball then. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll claim to even my dad. She, he was a good player, man. <laughs> right? No, he was. He was. Prince, uh, he had some neck problems, but hey. Oh, that, he, was a, he was a power hitter, man. Yeah. Jeez. Swing for the yeah, fences. He had to to be able to get around them bases, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, over that fence. he was a big boy, man. So so speaking of big boy, like I, I don't want to read between the lines, but your, your, your Instagram is at bmi32 now bmi's body mass index correct Mm -hmm. and is that what you're shooting for so it's kind of a punt at the whole uh bmi the whole body mass index uh number thing you know i to me yeah i i do what i do and the stuff i like doing i kind of i don't know for me and i could be wrong a lot of people be like oh that's weird but to me i, I take pride in, in doing a lot of these things in myself being the size i am and the story behind that uh that was uh i was like two days uh, before i went to steen's mountain rim run that's a 10k down uh south of burns oregon one mm-hmm. of my a races we could talk about that later but i went in for a physical a dot physical because i drive truck uh, most most of the time i have a cdl and so i went in there and and uh went through their whole the whole physical and uh complete clean bill of health everything was good and the doctor came in and said uh, well you're uh you're 240 pounds and five nine and that, that puts you you're obese mm-hmm. but he said but looking at you, you don't look fat i was like well i know i'm heavier but you know so he's that that was the only thing the only health issue i had i mean and so I just kind of laughed at it. And, um, so it was just kind of, kind of a punt and it just, you know, BMI 32 ultra runner. It's just easy to say, Hey, you know, you want to see what I do. BMI 32, I'll be the first one that pops up. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I don't know, man, being in the ultra world, the community and everything else, I never judge anybody by size anything man the the ladies their age is just a number man they mm. kick butt mm-hmm. and guys that big small handicapped dude they all are out there kicking butt so I, I i stopped a long time ago i didn't even start but you know because i was one of those big guys in cross country in high school they're like hey beat the big guy what and i wasn't big i was just you know, just a, not an average size runner, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I got grief on that. So I never really judged them, man. So, um, all I do is, uh, encourage them or, you know, commend them on being out there. Mm -hmm. So 
Dude, it's awesome, man. Right. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, you can be pretty much majority of the, the town mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, if a shot, right. given a shot. Well, it's one of the things that, uh, for me, my size, if, if you look at, you know, Marshawn Lynch, if you look at his, his build size of what size he is, I, yeah. we're the same same weight. Yeah, maybe he has more muscle mass in his arms and stuff, but he's, he's a 230, 240, 5'9", uh, and he was just a 440 guy. Right. I mean, he, he And Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was right there, you know, just a fast sprinter. I mean, and uh, that's uh, pretty fast at sprinting. Uh, it's it's tough on the ultra, but I enjoy it, you know, yeah. uh, the longer distance and just the slower pace. I could do that. So, yeah. yeah. A, lo- a lot of ultra runners, especially guys that have done 50 or more, you know, 50 miles or more, they, they, they have said that speed, they're terrible in, but the longer they're out there, the better they are. And that's, is that the case for you too? Uh, yeah, it's more of, you know, a mind thing for me. Cause I do know that I move slower than most, uh, even at the ultra distances, but, um, I just have a, like a determination to not to quit, you know, yeah. and it's, um, I'll just keep going and, um, you know, my, my size does play a factor in, in some of that stuff, but, um, it, it just, I don't know. It's just more the, the, the strength in my mind and the, the will to keep pushing forward, um, for me. Well, yeah. And you pushing forward. I mean, you, you, you got up to St. Helens the other day, right? Yeah. <laughs> off off the whim. I mean, yeah, so, you just was like, okay, I'm going to do Helens. Yeah. So got some, some things going on. Uh, you know, I just needed to get away for a weekend yeah. and I'm like, uh, started looking at the weather and I was thinking, you know, I haven't been on hood for a while. And then I was like, yeah, uh, hood, hood right now. I, that's, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. And even looking at the weather, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to go, let's go down. I'm going to go down by myself and go check out St. Helens. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, got up to past the weather station, and, but yeah, I just went and did that. It's funny because you bring that up that there was, uh, three guys that I call them kids, but there were three guys that were 26, 27 years old and, uh, pretty much your traditional size, uh, boys, kids up yeah. there. And, um, we were on the flats there on that winter route, the, through the tree line and, I caught two of them that left just before I did and they were changing clothes. And then I got up in front of them and we leapfrogged pretty yeah, much all the way up that. to, to what was it chocolate falls that are right there. And, um, we got up to there, they stayed out in front of me a ways. And then there was another kid that caught me wearing snowshoes, but I don't know. I mean, they were wearing snowshoes. That was what they were doing. Uh, the, the trail was packed out enough that, I didn't, I didn't need them. I had the right footwear as well, in my opinion, yeah. but I uh, got up just out of the tree line. There was one last lone tree and it started to get to steep there. And I'm like, I, you know, pretty much know at that point, I don't want to be high up on the mountain having to put my crampons on. So yeah, I put those on and, uh, a couple of the kids there was like, Oh, well, I'm going to keep doing my snowshoes up through this. And then the other one's like, well, I'm going to put mine, my crampons on, but make a long story short. Um, as soon as I hit that steep stuff, uh, I left them. I left them. It was just like, it was like slogging up McBee yeah. for me. And I got up there and got up to almost, uh, 
almost to the weather station. And I kind of stood stood there. There was three guys coming down, claimed they hit the summit. I I begged to differ, but they they left about forty five minutes before I did, and they were they were coming down past the weather station and the way the weather was and the wind oh, was blowing. Yeah. I was like, they said, "Oh yeah, we made it." This this okay, whatever. And so I gave them enough time to catch <laughs> up with me, the three kids, and then we hit that little steep incline to the weather station, and I'm busting trail, I'm post holing, kicking steps in. And I uh, knew I needed to get some more nutrition in, more fluids. Mm-hmm. And I told the kids, I said, here, go ahead of me. I mean, because I have three of them just like right on my coattails. Yeah, I hate that. So, they want you to do all the work. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so I move over and, and they're like, all right. And I start trying to kick steps. And this is when I noticed that uh, they were pretty novice. They all had hiking boots on, mm-hmm. strap-on crampons. And they were just, could not get any traction. They're slipping all over their uh putting their ice axe in and that and and uh <laughs> i just got done waiting and so i just towed up and around them um because i had proper proper feet it, it starts at the feet I yeah mean, pretty much where, no, where the rubber hits the road and i went up and around them and you know pretty much met them at the top at the weather station and um we, I took some nutrition in, um, took some uh, McDonald's uh, breakfast burritos up there, which I probably won't do that again. I took four of them because they're pretty small and mm-hmm. they're usually pretty easy to get down, but they're just really salty. And Oh, yeah. I had to drink a lot of water. But anyways, we get past the weather station and the two of the guys say, hey, we're going to push on. And I'm like, oh, I'll be behind you. And the one kid was like, I'm going to stick with you. I'm like, that's fine. So we get going up. We're about 50 yards from the weather station heading up. And all of a sudden, I get pelted with a softball size uh, ice chunk from uh, my right side. And for some reason, I don't know, I looked over and seen the kid. I was like, did you just throw a snowball at me? But he's on my left. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just, wind just came wide out, blasting, Mm. uh, took me to my knee uh, just because it was hitting so hard. Yeah. And blew the other kid down. And then the two guys were up about 100 yards past us. They were just had to go to the ground too and uh i couldn't see anything as soon as it let up i went back to the weather station and assessed it and i was like you know i could come back another day and yeah and that pretty much made it all those kids uh decision for them when i said i'm good yeah so okay. they, they followed behind me and so i got down about 20 minutes down to where i cramponed up 20 minutes before they did and uh waited there for them and had a beer and uh they finally made it down. I just wanted to make sure they made it down at least the tree line safely. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, that's what I did <laughs> recently. Do you, do you find it tough to just turn around uh, just to stop, you know, because you went out there, obviously drove what, six, seven hours out there because once you get past 84 or the other side of uh, the river there, uh, you, you know, that you fly, but then it's a, it, it's a slog of a drive just getting to the foothills of Helens, right? You turned around. Is it difficult? Is that the most difficult part of, uh, you know, climbing is, okay, you know, because there's always those people that want to, they're all out. they not going to turn around until they reach the top and everything else. Do you find that the diff- most difficult part about climbing um, not really. So, um, I, for me, um, 
safety for me, you know, it's one thing to go out there and, and get what I need. And, and it just helps that these mountains are, yeah, they're six hour drive in our backyard and, and the whole logistics of just, you know, making a long weekend out of it. But I could always go back. And, uh, for me, it's just, you know, I, I got two daughters and, um, you know, being able to come back home to them and not, um, so i mean with that said i've i've climbed i've been on hood a lot more times than i've summited it mm-hmm. and uh it's just i got no problem turning around if, if i don't feel right um if conditions aren't right uh i'll make that decision for myself um it's kind of uh you guys have brought it up um on a podcast about the herd mentality like somebody will go up and say well the conditions aren't right you know and then everybody starts turning around and uh, for me that, you know, I've, I've done enough on the, the mountains that are around here that I'll make my own assessment and keep pushing forward if, if I feel it's right, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, there was one incident on, on hood. I was coming down hood. Um, uh, I've, uh, summited hood eight times since 2012. Okay. Wow. And, um, coming down through the one o'clock shoot, that's my favorite route that you go up the old shoot. And just before you get to the top out of that, there's, you go at the one o'clock, that's why they call it one o'clock mm-hmm. shoot. Um, I was down climbing that and there was a group of three, uh, smaller gal, which bless her heart. <laughs> she was leading it. And then there was another a guy and then another guy They were going up that one o'clock shoot and I was down climbing it and it got kind of tight through there. And she's like, Hey, you could hold on to my, hold on to the rope. You need to. And I was like, you know, there's a reason I do hood by myself. I do it by myself. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of people don't have the same passion I have for it mm-hmm. and the same understanding and so, um, I was like, didn't say anything to her. I just said, thank you, but I'm all right. I, I got, that's why I go up with, you know, two tools and, and I, I do, I self belay myself, um, have a harness on, I'm tethered to one of my ice axes. I, I do my own thing. And, yeah. and I thought to myself, you know, if I would have grabbed on that rope, I'm probably going to yard this. She was like a buck 20. Yeah. And I'm a 240 man. <laughs> you know, not that she couldn't anchor in, but on that slow, on that, it's steep. It's two tool pretty much and kicking steps up through the one o'clock shoot for like a hundred feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, no, I, I, I'd just rather do my own thing. And so, but yeah, like I said, I, I have no problem turning around. I don't have any, anything to prove. No, no ego yeah. with it. I'm usually up there doing my own thing and then trying to, you know, gain my own uh doing it but yeah i don't have usually have a problem turning around do you do you going back to turning around and everything else do you think the permits create more of a problem like safety reasons safety concerns it's all or nothing mentality so uh equal partner that uh, i trained with that we talked about this and um the thing i think with with charging for permits rather than self-issuing uh i see a lot of people that you know like the climb hood and i see it and i hear it that if they were to pay for that then they're almost like because the i know they were trying to do something with hood to have to pay for permits for hood and i don't know where that came about um, to me, it's either way, whatever, whatever the mass says with it. But to me, I, I would feel that people would start getting a mentality like, you know, I paid for this permit for, to help for search and rescue. They need to come up and save me. Right. And it's like, well, you know, not necessarily. That's the other thing. I mean, I, you're responsible for your own self, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, uh, 
on any mountain, uh, you you have the right to turn around or not turn around. I mean, so I don't know. I it I, I could definitely see where um, it definitely pushes uh, permits for people to you know with off season like they don't want to pay for it and there's only like fifty on the on season mm-hmm. that that could be that could create an issue for people like going to push through some um bad conditions yeah not turn around because they're like this is our only shot yeah yeah i mean that's what happens to hood yeah i mean it's unpredictable weather but i mean people you can you can see them like miles away if that weather's gonna turn to crap but people every year manage to either lose their life or get caught up man right right yeah so um yeah, like I said, I spent a lot of time on hood. Uh, I actually turned around one year at the hog's back because uh, it was just hard ice, horrible. And uh, I think it was like June 14th of 12, maybe, mm-hmm. 2012. Um, I went home, and the next day I heard there was a fatality, a fall up above the go. hog's back. And I, I, the day before, I turned around because it was just... It was yeah. It was just like, for me, it wasn't comfortable. There's people summoning. They were doing their thing. And, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that a permitting thing, um, it, it, it makes a them lot. push because they don't, and then a lot of people come from all over the United States world to climb like hood. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, we went all this way. And so that's where I feel for me, the, um, mountains we have back here, yeah. I got no problem turning back around, you know, and if, you know, Adams, I like, I like climbing with people on Adams. Uh, I took a, a, a close friend of mine uh up adams one time the first time I ever summited yeah and if and if he wasn't who he was because I, I knew him on a different level he brought up to me years before i wanted to get back into doing what i'm doing and he's like yeah i want to climb climb adams and i'm like let's let's do it and uh we we go there and uh he's probably the most uh he didn't have all the right stuff and all that mm-hmm. and uh but he just had the drive that i trusted and um we he made the summit i mean he made the summit and i enjoyed that you know and and he was at a point going up to the fall summit with me his first big mountain he ever climbed and he was like not talking you know he was just he was trying to maintain and he was cold and didn't have the right sock configuration and mm-hmm. but uh he had a drive that that i trusted and and uh we started off from the fall summit and He's like, man, I'm getting uncomfortably cold because it was really windy there. And uh, we went across that saddle. And before we started that saddle, I said, well, I'm leading it. I said, I'll turn around every now and then. You're good. Just keep giving me a thumbs up. Yeah. Every time I turn around, I got a thumbs up. And he finally got up to me about halfway up to to the little hut up there on the top. And he was like, I think I just needed to move. And he did. He started moving, started warming up. But oh yeah, but yeah. He he made the summit. I like I said. I I enjoy uh, Adams with people, but for me, Hood Hood is you know I, that's where I fell into fell in love with with climbing. Uh, back when I was in fifth grade, going across Highway ninety seven, my mom pointed out all of them. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I want the perspective from the top of that mountain. Yeah. So Hood was uh, the highest point in Oregon, and uh, from fifth grade, I just that's what fell in love with about. it i was okay. called mountain man dan and in, in middle school or uh, denali dan. dan okay so you've done denali no oh okay about to say. but there was a, a <laughs> principal uh bruce Gennard at at um the middle school i went to and that's what he called me it was denali dan okay denali dan <laughs> dan the man okay all right so all right first of all mm-hmm. 
what are you drinking, man? I, I, I noticed well, you were drinking this on top of, you know, the St. Helens, which is Lewitt. Lew they have a Lewitt trail there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, St. Helens, uh, the Indians call it Lewitt. Yeah. And uh, um, I happened to go to the beer store before I uh, left to go to St. Helens, and I'm like, Lew that's a perfect beer for, uh, for Mount Hood and it's from uh, Lewitt Brewery. And it's an uh, Iron Rabbit hazy, uh, hazy IPA. That's good stuff. And uh, We've had that on here. What I like about it, uh, it tastes good. It's not overbearing, um, like hoppy. Oh, um, yeah. And it's a, such a low alcohol content for a for an IPA, a hazy IPA. It's like a 4-3, I think. Yeah, uh, it's simple. That, you know, it's perfect for, you know, you get up on a summit or up on a mountain it, uh, I've taken a, uh, from Six Point Brewery, um, the smoothest high alcohol IPA I ever had was a, uh, high res from Six Point Brewery. Uh, they're back East Brooklyn, I think, uh, back there. And it was 11% and it's in a Red Bull's 12 ounce can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I took one of those as top of hood with me one time and drank it up there and it down so quick. I mean, it's just like, you know, oh, down yeah. and and went down and you were I'm up there. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, dude. you know, I, you know, I'm at, I'm at never you know, 11, thousand feet and I'm just pounded 11% IPA. And it's yeah. like, so that's something I do like about that. You know, I just had it when we went, went up there yeah. to, uh, on St. Helens and I thought it was just a, a perfect beer refreshing year yeah, it's... and it's not overbearing. So basically it's, it's a, a drink all day, go do yard work with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I've noticed they got the Helens mountain. Yeah. I just now uh, noticed that. But I, I did bring a, a gift for yeah, you. Yeah. We're talking about beers and, and this, you can't get around here. Um, it's my, my favorite IPA ever. Okay. Um, broken school. Oh, Steve Austin. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah okay. So. Yeah, Shut that is yours. You, you could have it now, or you could save it for a later date. I know you're you're kicking back a little bit on yeah. on the brew, just things I've heard. And okay. but I wanted to get one of those for you yes. and um, let you have it. I'm gonna have one here while we're yeah, talking. I'll, but I'll drink it. Um, anytime I go to to California or um, Nevada, um, I always I, I stock up. I have to go to Portland to get them, and I usually okay. get a flat at uh cheap charlie's out of gresham they they stock at the uh, belmont station in portland stocks it but okay. uh, el segundo i've uh visited there three times and um that is my favorite brewery uh it is definitely you know for me to only go down there two or three times uh, yeah i have become friends with uh one of the guys in charge of sales down there okay. uh, his name's joe barber and uh he is such a genuine guy uh, i went down there the second time i went down i met him the first time I went back down there. We met. I messaged him like, "Yeah, I'll be down there. Come see me." And uh, we were, we had drinks, and and I had more than I should have. And yeah. He read it, and he came to me, and he was like, "Hey, bro," because uh, I had to drive up from San Diego because <laughs> my daughter was playing competitive ball down in San Diego. And yeah. So I took the hundred mile drive to go up there and and hang out and drink beer for couple four hours and i drank more than i needed to and he was yeah. like hey i only live less than 10 minutes away i think you need to come to my you could stay at my house yeah or you know at least That's stay awesome. for a couple three hours and we'll hang out and i said i'm gonna pick you up on that offer because i <laughs> and so um <laughs> we went through the neighborhoods where i get to his house i hung out there drank water uh visited with him uh genuine genuine man um 
uh, good dude. You know, it's kind of kind of funny. I met him at the bar, and then you know I'm down in California, and then the second time I met him over there and drinking, and you know want to go back to his place. And I'm yeah. like, you're kind of a stranger to me, but uh, I was like, cool. But he was genuine. My phone wouldn't charge because uh, it needed to be set on a. Um, whatever you call it, the set on a mag or the thing yeah. to charge it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, my phone's about dead. He's like, give me your phone. And then I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. He took my phone. He put it on a charger and then he like, what do you want to drink? I said, water. And, and he was legit. And he's like, okay. Nice. And I was like a couple hours in, he handed me back my phone. It was like 70%. And, yeah. And he wanted, he said, hey, make sure you let me know when you get back. And it was good. He was, but uh, yeah, that place is like cheers. I mean, I go in there and, and it's like, they all, they like everybody know knows your name. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that is my favorite brewery. Uh, that is a good beer. Okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll have it. Yeah, I'll have it. So, so one of the things I know I asked you, dude, you drink wine, right? And he did. And and everybody knows I don't, but having my wife, she's all like, you know, if I want to go to a brewery, I have to take her to a winery. So I'll go to a winery and then we'll end at a brewery. Yep. Great job, right? Yep. yep. So, so anyways, uh, starting to like wine a little. I like sparkling wine. We have a thing at Treveri. Have you been there? Where is it? Treveri. It's right before you get to Yakima. It's uh, that Sila? Sila? Sila. Sila's on the other side. It'd be... Zilla, Zilla, it's Zilla. Zilla, okay. It's Zilla. So we, it's right there, right up, right before you get to Yakima, and it's sparkling wine. It's probably the best stuff that I can think of. Hmm. That's close to Germany, and tre- Tree Air is German, mm-hmm. and is in Germany, and it is all part of that whole Tree Air area, which is pretty cool. Didn't know that, and my daughter is from Germany. So, anyways, I was like, "Hey, you get you like wine?" And you're like, "I know you're changing, you know, things up and whatnot." But so the cool thing about this podcast is that um, I, I I like to uh, highlight the 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 little guys, the guys that are making it up, and I know, can respect local. that. Yeah, yeah, and and so I, I reached out. I was like, "Hey, man, let me get some of your wine." You know, let's let's have you on there because I've had some other uh, low key wineries here, vin- vineyards, and uh, brain brainstorm sellers, and so he reached out and he was like, "Hey, man." was wondering can i get on you know i have time and place and whatever he's like would you like to try it before or right on the show i was like oh, i can try now yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. so and you were coming i was like hey man i got an episode i can highlight your guys' stuff yeah, now dude i appreciate it man yeah I'm, i like i said i'm not big on on wine but you know i always will try it yeah i'm, I'm not either opinion, so i'm not either and red tracy my my wife she's all like red huh and she gave us these fancy goblets i'll take mm-hmm. a picture of it but <laughs> but i mean they're fancy they're tough to drink out of i'm not used to it actually and uh she's like hmm red huh okay gave us this and so i don't know it's like a it's slavic right would you yep. say it's slavic it's yep how, how would you say it lomf lomf it's a what L A V N. yes it's desert blood it's a uh, a picture of a coyote with a with a sword and uh, with an osprey above it, and it is a 2018 Desert Blood 100 man, 100 Cabernet Sauvignon, <laughs> <laughs> Finney Hill Vineyard winemaker John Lavender. 
John Lavender, I just have to say, everybody knows I'm not a wine drinker, but this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's smooth. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sipping on it. Um, I don't know. Uh, Did you, wine, I, I don't, does it need to be chilled or just room temperature? Or? Uh, room. Room, room temperature? temperature. It's the whites that need to be, okay. I believe. And uh, you, did you do the swirl smell? And, you know, another thing I, I learned just with, you know, the stuff that needs to be chilled is, the, you know, one thing I was taught is, like, hold it from the stem because your hand will... It warm it would tend to warm the glass up. You hold it like that on on the chilled wine, but that's yeah. what I was asking. Like I said, I'm not a, a wine connoisseur, but at all, not but, it, no. But like I said, I'll try it. And um, what, what I mean, it's good. It it doesn't have it doesn't pack a hard uh, punch, you know. Right? It's yeah. Smooth. No, usually that that drink I just had there uh, would be like shivering over here. Like yeah, yeah. Well, woo, but no, let's I didn't get some do beer. that. It, yeah, <laughs> it went down pretty good. Um, you, and it's a fort. 14.9 14.5 you want to check it out yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool stuff so john lavender thank you um you can get him at uh at lavish life l-a-v-i-s-c-h-l-y-f-e so yeah man it's the coolest thing ever you, wow. you go you go Thanks, to john you go to the bars and they're like hey i got a new beer for you really yeah no, that's good <laughs> got a new beer for you really what kind and they know ipa if, or anything mm -hmm. high octane it's all me but it, it, it's it's a pretty cool gig man right. it, just people like hey you got this new one all right let me try it hey got this got that sweet mm -hmm. and i spent a lot of money there but still right but no that's a solid wine man and uh he's coming on i think next week and so i'm pretty sure my wife will love that because no, yeah. they they bring wine and she's all about it. No, I that's awesome and and I like I said that's one of the things that I uh, respect that you do that uh, that I've you know listened to some of your podcasts before I got on here that you know you do uh, try to showcase you know local breweries, the local wineries, the local athletes, you know your the you know rodeo uh, kids and man those boys are bad oh yeah i was listening to their last one here and uh wyatt yeah yeah that boy's good. as well man that, that was, boy's good yeah um but no and he's just really respectful on on the podcast yes sir to him yep even talking to them on on instagram or yep. social media yes sir yes yep. sir it's like, like god like, don't call me sir i work for a living <laughs> real man damn yes sir i had a yeah with that i had a co-worker uh malcolm that he he would just raise and it, it's like shoot we're equal he, he but he's like i was learning to respect my elders he'd always call me sir yes, yeah sir. yeah I'm yes like, sir we're equal we work at the same we work same thing eight to four thirty we work side by side you you call me dan don't call right. me sir but yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. it's 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 cool man it's a lifestyle man mm. but but yeah, this, and with that said, I mean, it's getting the the whole respect thing. It seems like it's getting lost in generation. And oh, it yeah. was nice to nice to hear that that podcast with him and just how polite he was, and um, he was really humble too. I you know I could respect that too. Like you were like, you think you're a pro, you know, you, you feel like you're a pro, and he was like, no, there's guys, and you're like, I think you are because I can't bull ride, and it was just yeah. it was a nice show. I it was it was it was a nice show. I like enjoyed listening to it today. I uh. You need to listen to Lane Vaughn. He's the first Climate Falls bull rider there. Okay. Yeah. It's, Actually, it's that name sounds good. familiar. So, like I said, I got family that yeah. climb and climb with the Merrill. H-A-N? H-A-N. 
as the ending uh, Vaughn V A U. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's yeah, there. It's 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 a treat, man. Those boys are bad. They're they're a, they're athletes, man. As much as people want to downplay it, you know the the bullfight from bullfighters to bull riders, they're they're as much as that athlete than we are, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And all they and people they give them crap because oh what they just dodge a bull. I'm like, man, those boys are you bad. Know how fast they move though. I mean, you got to get out of the way. Or, and um, yeah, I always like the Benton County. Uh, fair rodeo. Oh yeah, and uh, JJ Harrison. Yeah, he's, he was gonna be on. Oh, he, he would be a good one. He is nothing but fun out there, and and Roger and them too. Boy, they just oh, yeah. banter with each other. It, it makes the show awesome. But yeah, he's really athletic. You can watch him and the way he he's oh, out yeah. there. You know, if somebody gets bucked off and he's out there helping. You know, get that bull over here. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really athletic. They don't get the the dues they should. I agree with that. So right. So so the the beer. I'm gonna. I I think I'm gonna drink that. I'm gonna take your word for it and drink it. And uh, last thing before we even go further, right? Yeah. I, 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 Elf in the room, just just talk about it. The beer. I got more praise changing or rebranding than actually keeping it, man. Okay. Um. Yeah. So is is it okay? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, no. we can talk about this, right? Because yeah, no, the brews, the brews are always going to be there. I yep. said that since day one. The brews are always going to be there. The brews are. Will always be there, but it's not going to be my main staple. Why? Because of those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the the Pendleton whiskey, you know, sponsorship, that kind of thing. But last thing I want is a parent to be like, mm-hmm. "Why are you going on a podcast that has brews in it?" I agree with I agree with that end of it. It just sucks that the stigma behind putting brew on that that you would that you would have you there's a possibility of having that question from the parents when you're you know that's one reason i wanted to listen to that one with your you know wade this last podcast and that was really awesome and and that you know to be what you're shooting for with it um it doesn't to me uh it doesn't change the podcast you know like i messaged you it's like hey i still bring brew and you're like yeah it's still gonna be part of it but yeah yeah yeah, just take just it doesn't need to be in the label i that's fine the rebranding is is fine and um miles and mountains and like you said you want to you know showcase you know local people and and yeah. respect that and like you said there there could be a stigma or there could be you know yeah i don't want my <laughs> you know 18 year old son to come in there and and you guys start talking you know, with beer and that and or whatever you know possibility of that which it wouldn't be but yeah there could be that question and and i could respect your your and, choice on and, it and, and kids been picking it up and last thing i want is them to think promotion of beer is mm. like you know top notch or up there or number one and it's not and, no no and uh one of the things is uh my my kids i don't want them to think that you know having brews there is is something to look up to right. <laughs> or for and and so I I had to do it. Is it going to be there? Yeah, it, it will be there, but only for certain episodes. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, when I do or broadcast a, a a brewer, and I honestly, like personally, found out that my dad has chronic cirrhosis of the liver. So. Mm. That was a big damper, you know, right, and, right. and it just, that was another choice. I was just like, you know, what? I'm 
going to hold back. I'm going to you just hold it back a bit. I, right. Am I going to stop? No, but it, can I enjoy one or two like I have been? Yes. Yeah. Uh, will there be a time that I get crap face? Oh, I don't think so. No. I, I think I'm done with those, but will I slip up? Oh, yeah, obviously, but I don't know when or where or how, but, you know, I, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm right. um, just trying to say, hey, for uh, business, not a business, but just to have a good time, friendly show, a friendly, a family friendlier show. Let's take the bruise out. Yeah. But like you said, it, it's the way you said it to me. I mean, yeah, it's out of, out of the label, but you know, like this, it, you know, you bring somebody on that, like myself or, you know, your brewers that you'll interview that then it's there, but it's not what it's always, what it's going to be about, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I definitely respect that and respect well, that, you know, the, the kids and it'd be like me if you, you know, ever want to bring my daughter on. Like I said, she's, um, she always tells me that I, uh, showboat her a lot, but she is, uh, one of the best catchers in this area mm-hmm. and, uh, it'd be like you bringing her on here and, you know, it'd be, yeah. I, it would, if I didn't know you and like, you're going on this podcast, with yeah, 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 you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I get that as a parent, you know? Well, thanks man. And, and, and a lot of the, uh, I, I got nothing but great feedback and I think I'm in the right, uh, right zone of things. So I appreciate you understanding and coming on, man. Yeah. I just, uh, to announce that I was coming on today, I just can't believe you forgot the S. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God. I seen the comments, man. You were getting slack. Yeah. You missed the S. You missed the S. Yeah. You're like, it's coming. It's coming, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, yeah, it's perfect. And then I, that guy, you know, my buddy, <laughs> he, he brought it up. I'm like, fudge. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win, man. Yeah, that S. Yeah, that S. But I mean, you know, you pay them good enough money to, you know, do that. They they'll they'll treat you right. No, no. So, so man, knowing people, mm-hmm. not only do you, I think you're. Chris is the beer fairy. Mm-hmm. You do the work, and you have the beer with you, and you kick back. I, I think. I don't see too many people or know too many people that do that. You know, you, you did McBee the other day and you had a chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how many beers, how many hams, uh, tallies did you have? That's six. Was was it tallies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how many of those did you uh, tear up? Uh, so. You had I a did, few. Yeah. And so that to me. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in, in life right now for me. And I was like, you know, I just, and it was a nice day. There was no wind on McBee. A little so cold though. It, it was, it was 34 and up there. And I actually, I'm glad I brought gloves up there. And, uh, but I ended up taking a light fold up chair and six tall boys. And I threw it out there before I got there today. And then my buddies, uh, want to come up and make beer you can, there's a be a beer at the top and uh there's some people like oh i got something i'm going to do this and yeah and this and then some people i'm not gonna mention any names uh, oh, no, it's too cold <laughs> man and, uh but I, I ended up uh having four in total and brought two down and uh had a friend and and uh that I went and seen in west richland afterwards and okay and finished the other two but uh there was only seen one one gal come up there and she had a little dog and, and the dog came right up to me and you could tell that, you know, cause that's the other thing with me being 
the the beard and big as I am, and I'm sitting there and I have all these hams just sitting out there and she comes walking by and I could tell she kind of circled over away from me. And but when she came back down, because the dog came over, I was really friendly. The dog, mm-hmm. petting the dog, dog's like, Hey, what are you doing? Right. And, drinking uh, beer. She was like, Hey, is this how you're bringing in springtime? I'm like, Yeah. She's like, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I I usually everything I, I climb up, everything I run up, I'll in my ultra vest, I usually have a bottle of water and a beer on the other side and it's crazy. Uh, for me, um, I don't know. I, I just enjoy beer, and um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on the, the goat run, the the five we, we the run with the goats. Yeah. Uh, it's a 50K, actually right out of your back door right here. Yeah. In uh, Riata Canyon. Uh, I've ran that every year and finished, every year. And um, that one. Uh, and you're supposedly slow. There's a lot of people that don't finish that. Well, event. see, that's the thing too that it's like everybody asks, you know, because my finishing time on that really sucks. Because, but I'm usually the last finisher, and it's not because I'm the, the slowest out there. It's because you know we go out. Usually, the first beer is the toughest because then you you'll go out and then you think you're a runner and mm-hmm. sloshing around. And it's a 16 <laughs> yeah. ounce beer. So, yeah. so what the goat run is is you got to run seven out and backs through Riata Canyon. They're they're over four and a half miles. It's a little over 50k. Yep. Julie's husband thought about it, thought, uh, thought this up, one of his dumb ideas, <laughs> and uh, his friend Joel, that uh, Joel as the one that helps keep the trails going there. It's really nice trails. It is. And so uh, I was told about this, like, for the first year, hey, we're going to try this and see, you know, only 50 people were able to sign up for it because the trail is so small. And so anyways, uh, I sign up for it, and uh, the first beer is the toughest because it's sloshing around. You cut back from that, and uh, it's like, okay, I need nutrition. So I yeah. drink a little bit of water, not much. I'm not going to lie. It's usually another 16-ounce beer, and it's like <laughs> my body's ready, and it's like burning them carbs and those calories. And, yeah. And, you know, I'll go out and do my loop, and, and there's usually a group of us through three, four loops, because it's, it's seven loops, and... Uh, about five after loop five, there's maybe two people left because they all dropped out. Yeah. All of them like, we can't handle the beer, and it's like that's the easy part for me. I mean, I could drink that, yeah. and so <laughs> we I push on, and I finished every year. I think I'm probably the last, the only one that's finished that every year um, left um, from the first year. I think we only had. I think Julie's husband only had seven or eight of us that finished the first year out of 50 <clears throat> but uh it's crazy but yeah it's uh it's fun it's deceiving um it is and uh you would think you go through that canyon and you're thinking she seems to be fairly flat well that 50k you're almost five thousand feet of vertical mm-hmm. uh through that canyon and back up to joel's but um i don't know that the beer i enjoy drinking um probably a little too much but i always take i always have something with me uh, all the time. Um, I actually got one in here, a Molson shot. I, I went to Canada a month or two ago and they had these Molson shots. They're like in a little, like eight ounce can or Molson 6%. Yeah, and uh, those, those are actually perfect because I could just, they're light. I could put it in my running vest. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> a quick shot and go. But yeah. Uh, I had, I had a, uh, Adam, speaking of Adams, I had a Bodie, the Bodie Hips, though, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went half a beer, and I was lit on top of Adams, man. <laughs> half a beer. I've never thought in my wildest dreams of what I'd be a, ha- a half a beer B. 
Uh, I was, man. And I was like, I'm done. Huh? It hit too hard up there. <laughs> and I, I don't I do not do Summit beers, and that's the reason why. And it's uh, Coca-Cola and Gatorade, isn't it? Yes. Yep. That's my go-to. But, man, I did it that one time, and I think that's the – I'm one and done, dude. I, I don't I – don't, I don't do that. Oh, man. I didn't even carry it up there. Oh, yeah. somebody else did. Somebody else did. And he's like, hey, you carry your own beer. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know you had it. Right, okay. right. Here's half a beer. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, this Ben had messaged me yesterday. or Not yesterday. It was when he flew. He flew down to Texas. and uh, <laughs> Thursday or Friday. Me. He messaged me and uh, uh, he was in Denver and sent me a picture of the beer and he said man it beer hits different here <laughs> it does man those four points almost feel like six points right well i mean with that said i mean the oxygen saturation that you're you're pulling in at you know at seven thousand feet it's like 77 percent oxygen saturation at seven thousand feet that we're pretty much getting 100 percent here so yeah you're not getting as much oxygen i, I get it i mean I, at least that'd be my story and i think that was ben's story too and like it just yeah, it was hitting differently. <laughs> well, ben normally drinks those lightweight beers, anyways. <laughs> right. So I mean, that's Ben for you. But no, he he found out he he listened to the last podcast, um, and he was like, "Dude, thanks for the shout out." I'm like, "What?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I did shout him out." He's like, "Yeah, thanks for the kind words." I'm like, "Dude, whatever." It's funny because with that said, you know, because I I just run with the goats this year. That's when I, you know. Cross paths with him and realize who he was. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember him running the trails out there, and it was a, the worst year I've ran it. I mean, we had snow, sleet, oh yeah, wind, and then because I finished, you know, at last, uh, the sun actually came out and it was beautiful. The the last lap, and um, but I remember he was wearing his uh, like a coat. He had it tied around him like it was like a mud flap on his backside. You know, he just got he had a coat and he didn't need it on. He just tied it around his waist and it's cotton. <laughs> cotton. <laughs> bro, he's the only one. Sorry for calling you, bro. He's the only one that gets away with wearing cotton. Shit, man. Well, you know, I I wouldn't call him out. Shit, I, I mean, yeah, I'm a bigger guy. I could just tell it. I mean, I, hey, wear what you want to wear, bud. <laughs> But no, he's a yeah. He I just, call him out because it's he's it's interesting, right? Well, he's yeah. No, I <laughs> yeah, he come out what's what's comfortable, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I put cotton on, and I usually end up getting wet and cold, you know, with cotton. But uh, he he we're different breeds, man. He he does what what's good for him, and I get it. I get it. So, um. <laughs> hey, you know, with that said, um, I. You know, I make the joke with with just what you're saying with cotton and stuff. It just made me think of this. Uh, anytime I get something that's like I'm on the top ten, I like Strava. You know, I, you know, there's people like yeah. Strava don't like Strava. <laughs> ben whole, even gave me shit on that one. Too. So <laughs> back and forth, whatever. But for me, you know, there's a lot of fast guys here in town. Oh yeah. That you know. You know, whatever. I, I don't pay attention too much, but there's a lot of segments, like downhill segments, that I'm in the top ten, and I am like, yeah. I, hey, anybody wants to go out there? No matter where I'm at, I always say I hold the an FKT. Yeah, 
The fattest known time. <laughs> fattest Because usually on Strava, if you pay for it, then it lets you know where you stand on your weight class. They have, oh, they okay. have that on there. And so usually uh, John Millett, he's he's one you need to hit up. To have yeah, he's, he follows me. He I follow is, him. He is, That guy is a beast. Me and him, uh, about the same size. Uh, he's lost a little bit of weight back in the day, but we're about the same size. And that guy is a beast. That guy, oh, man. Um uh, Anytime I come up on him and I there's we were running uh New Year's Eve New Year's Day up on McBee and I came around and I was coming down the McBree grade and and I didn't realize it was him until I came around. I was on that two mile stretch coming down McBee Road. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, John, wait a minute, I'm catching him. Wait a minute. I'm passing John. That that does not happen because John, for a bigger guy in this area, he is very fast. Uh, yeah, and just a good dude. But um, usually, any any segments here locally for the weight class, it was either it's me him. or John. John, John, most of the time. But uh, I, that's something I like to see. You know, for just like we talked about the weight, yeah, kind of at the bigger guys. But uh, I ran. I, I would go because well, there's a lot we can talk about. But yeah, uh, Brandon Latin. Like I said, uh, he's he's a big guy. He's he, tall. He's tall, but he's Brandon, big. So I met Brandon. I'm going to bring this up. It's, I got lots of stories. I I love Brandon Latin. If you're listening, Brandon, I, I love it. He, he listens. It, he, he is listens. my he he is my brother. I am here for him when when, he was, <laughs> when when he's up doing his army thing and doing what he does. Yeah, I told him. I mean, if you're if your family needs anything, tell them to reach out. I'll I'll come over. Uh, whatever car breakdown, the entire whatever, whatever you need. Yeah, I, I got your back, man. But uh, where I think he uh, pushed the envelope, or just kind of see how things was going to happen because I I met him at Run Club. He came out there mm-hmm. uh, first time. I, his, he loves that Run Club. Oh yeah. So him and his wife came out, and uh, it, his wife's a badass. <laughs> I'm telling you that right That's now. That's what I hear. She's a mother, and she comes out there and she kicks ass. Uh, and, um, but anyways, I was running, we were running out at Chamna. This is how I met Brandon and destiny. She was running and she fell in front of me. We were on her coming back and I'm like, Oh shoot. She fell pretty hard. At least mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? And she was like, this happens all the time. I'm fine. I'm like, are you sure? Cause she was just kind of like, okay. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go back and let your husband know. Cause I'm like, Shh. and so I, I'm think i'm running fast but i'm running yeah and i get back and i find brandon and i was like hey bro your your wife just fell out there and he's <laughs> like again yeah and i'm like and then he's like looked up because he's taller and he could look up at the sagebrush he's like oh she's right there she wasn't that far behind me she just got up started running again yeah and uh so you know i'd see him you know at run club we chit-chatted well uh, out of the blue, uh, so on Strava, they have a running climbing challenge thing that I sign up for, or I, I, I accept that challenge. And what I like about that is it's, it's easy for me to look at that and see where, where I'm at with vert. Cause I run yeah. a lot of vert. That's no, about yeah. all I do. Um, if you look at my, my Strava, cause that's how I keep track of mileage and vert. Uh, yeah, I have low mileage right now for the first year. And you're set on that though, too. I you're wanted right. to bring that up, but low keep going, mileage. keep going. High high amount of vert. If you were to do the miles per vert, that's not a wrong pervert. Nah, <laughs> miles <yeah>. per vert. <laughs> I, 
I <laughs> actually, you know, because Ben is all about the vert too. Yeah. Uh, I actually am putting more miles, uh, more vert per mile than Ben is, but he has like 300 or 400 miles already for the first year and yeah. lots of vert. But I just, that's what I'm after is just a steep, short <laughs> thing. But mm-hmm. so, and so Brandon Latin, he, uh, he's a competitor too. He, he, uh, noticed that. And I didn't know he noticed that because we followed each other in Strava and this, we weren't really close it was just like yeah hey how you doing yeah, yeah, beer? Yeah. just that well out of nowhere he like puts me on blast like two days before the end of the month in january of um i think it was 99 i can't remember it was like the first part of the year and uh he was like yeah, Dan, Dan Fielder, I couldn't let you beat me again at Burks. That's all I do. And, yeah. And it was like, okay. And so I was like, I can't respond to this. I can't. I, but I'm going <laughs> yeah, to get hold of dude. all my buddies that follow him. All my buddies. I got Kyle Paulson. I got Steve Perry. <laughs> I got Jansen. I got Jansen. I, I, all my buddies. I reached out. Hey, go there. Go to his, go to his workout and just start trolling him like hey that, you might want to go do that route one more time you mean dan you ain't beat dan and like that's weak and it just started throwing comments out there and so i'm like all right i got i got a plan i i could he he went and did like McBee or something like that and did like he only had like a thousand feet of vert over what i had mm-hmm. and i still had two days before the end of the month yeah and I was like, all right, I know what I'm doing tomorrow because I already calculate. I already know. I, I hit jump off Joe all the time, the front face of it. I know yeah. what the, the the vert is up that. Uh, I have another point that I hit that I call it HRB point. And uh, it's 230 feet of vert and 0.11 of a mile. And I could do that fairly quick. And so I did all that. I ended up with like 2,800 feet of vert. I ended up being 1,800 feet higher than what brandon mm-hmm. threw out there he threw it out there too early that where i just blew it out of the park and and i just that's where our banter started that's where actually our friendship started i started yeah. making memes about it i was like uh had fast and furious memes i was making I was like, <laughs> you almost had me you almost had me <laughs> you know just with that thing and, and that, that whole for six months we were back and forth. Yeah. Boom. And and I would he would do a workout. He would do like eight miles and get like two thousand feet. I'd yeah. go do three miles. I'd see what he did. Three miles. Boom, boom, boom. No, yeah. get eight hundred feet more than he did. And it was like boom, boom. And I just okay. So <laughs> while I was at work, I would take a t- ten minute break. I would take a ten minute break and I would go to flat top. Mm-hmm. And I'd pull up there, I'd drive truck, I'd pull up there at my semi and I'd park down there. I had a pair of trail running shoes. And I would slog to the top of of uh, flat top, yeah. and then bomb down. Yeah, and uh, I'd be in my Carhartt pants, and you know I had a, a a vest, a, a high vision vest um, that I would take my shirt off, put that on because it'd breathe. Yeah, and uh, so I did that. I would do that, you know, a couple times a week. I would hit Thompson Butte, and uh, I would. That was how I would accumulate more the vert that I needed to stay ahead of Brandon. And uh, doing so on flat top, what I was bringing this up, uh, I ended up have the fourth fastest time running down that still to this day. Nice down flat top, uh, wearing Carhartt jeans. You better <laughs> you, you better be careful because Ben was like, dude, thanks for the shout out, but he was like, you put me on blast. I'm pretty sure people are going to take my crowns. <laughs> I I don't 
to me, <laughs> it, they could all take my ground. Like I said, they will unless unless it's John. I, nobody that I know, at least my size, is local. Yeah, uh, it's going to take my fattest known times. So. That's funny, fattest known time. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, competitive, man. He Ben, like Ben's competitive. Now, another competitor, man, it is Brandon. Oh yeah, is Brandon, but I, I he's hold, he's held back a bit though lately. He he's the man when it comes to uh, rucks. Oh yeah, shoot yeah. He has those legs that like it's like dude for real. He's like trunk tree uh, tree trunks, you know, and, and it's solid. And I've raced with him, and I could have done better, but I ha- I blew out my ankle the week prior. You know, mm-hmm. sucked. But uh, ended up getting a little uh, heat stroke too. But saw him, helped him beat, you know, uh, beat beat this one guy from Spokane and uh, Infinity Race or a backyard. Mm-hmm. And man, it's like, dude, like he thinks he sucks, but he doesn't. Well, see, that's the thing I was gonna say. You know, <laughs> he thinks he sucks, but he doesn't. Love. Brandon, I know you're listening to this. That I think his worst competitor is himself. Himself. Because he he has, he has so much a, potential. He, he has a lot of a lot of talent there, and and uh, I mean, there's he doesn't believe it though. It's like he, I don't know if I should tell the story, but no, no, I, he, I'm gonna tell the story. I'm telling the story, Brandon. I love you, brother. I'll always be here for you. <laughs> You're listening, but he he listens. He, he reached out to me, uh, like gave me a week's notice, or something. Hey, he's like, hey, I'm gonna do a. A birthday run thing, a, a birthday ruck and a run and a bike for my drill sergeant back east. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, when do you need me? I'm I'm down. He's like, well, it's going to be three o'clock in the morning on the coldest day of October there ever was. It was cold. It was like uh, probably 10 degrees. It, it got cold. And I'm like, I'm down. We'll do it. I mean, because I just have that mentality. I just, you know... If, 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 Goggins mentality. Let's do right. it. If, if, is there a task? I'm going to take care of it. See whore! That's it. I mean, who's going to carry the boats? Okay, right. Brandon, I'm going to carry it. I guess you're... <laughs> but but anyways, he, he calls me up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Let's do this. And uh, I show up there like 3 o'clock in the morning, and we take off rucking. I I, had, I can't remember what I had in my bag, but he put a log and... Um, Let me know. Keep going. Oh yeah, you take yeah, it's all good. And um, but anyways, uh, he uh, we leave there, and and I have my backpack. I think I have I have beers in there. I know that, and all my stuff. He had a log and a bunch of other stuff to try to get like twenty five pounds or thirty pounds in his yeah, bag. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he had a route all picked out, and it was going to be a twenty mile ruck. And I'm I'm like I'm down. Let's do it. Coldest day. It was cold. It was cold. And uh, we go down Van Giesen, and I found a cell phone on Van Giesen and on the sidewalk. And so I picked it up. And I'm like, well, we're going to go by West Richland Police Department. I'll just drop it off there. So that's the way his route yeah. went. And I go there. We stop there, and I knock on the door. And they come out. And like, well, since you found it on the other side of 240, that's you got to take it to Richland. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want I have this phone on me that actually turned on I, when it warmed up because it was in my pocket. I went, doo-doo. And right. I'm like, what if it's somebody's uh, daughter's phone right. and is looking where the location is? And then we pop out on a road. That's why I told the cops. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want some stranger danger. Dad 
come at me like, hey, that's my daughter's phone. That's my thought because I haven't have right. a daughter's phone. And like, all right, well, when we're done with this, I'll take it to the Richland Police Department. Anyways, we're going through. I'm following him. Uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I know he was having some some foot issues at that time, and that's why he was doing more rucks. And so we get going, and um, he has this whole route. We're through Chamna. We're going through Chamna doing loops, and it's so frozen that the ground is frozen and frosted. Yep. That's how cold it is. And, and we come through. We take a break at the— Is that the video that you sent me? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was actually on Columbia Point, and and he he was he wasn't letting on much. You could tell, and he was like, "We're gonna reroute," and I'm like, "Cool, wherever we need to go, I'm I'm here to support you, Brandon. Yeah, I'm out here for you. This is your deal. Whatever you need, I got you, man." And uh, we reroute, and I'm following him because he knows the route. And uh, my, my mom lives in Richland, has a house here in Richland. Um, it's my house that she rents from me. Yeah. And we go right by it. And I don't know that he's suffering as much as he, I, I know he doesn't like cold. He, yeah. And so we're driving. We're, he doesn't like heat as well. Right. And so we're going down, we're about three blocks down the road on, at where mom lives. And all of a sudden I was like, that's your wife. What the heck? She pulls over. She gets out, looks at me. You're driving, looks at me. And I'm like. I'm driving. What, what's going on, <laughs> what is going yeah. on here? I don't even know what's going on. I, I'm thinking. I almost he, wanted to tell him, "Hey, I tell you what, we got five miles to go. We were supposed to do 20 miles. We're almost at 15 miles." And I'm like, "Yeah." I came out to do 20 miles, and I'm like, "Well, then when Destiny hopped <laughs> out and got in the back because there was, they had the kids in the back and yada yada." I'm like, "What am I supposed to do here?" And I just got in there and I'm like, looked at Brandon like Brandon. You could have told me, man, I, I'm out here for you. Right. We could have dumped your ruck off at my mom's. Yeah. And I'd have got it back to you. We just dumped it off there and we could have finished this. And he was like, Dan, I didn't want you to be disappointed to the last minute. And I'm like, brother, man. last minute. And so, at least yeah, give I, me a warning. Yeah, I would have helped you. I'd have done something for you, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything to, to finish this with you. Um, but, you know, it, he there was demons his foot, whatever, battling and, and, uh, but I just want him to know. I just want you to know, Brandon, I, I'm always here for you. And uh always love training with you and, and bantering with you. So, I mean, it's nothing but love for him. He ran recently. I know it's Brandon Latin time right now. Yep. He, I've mentioned him a few times in the 131 episodes that I've had. He's quite the competitor. And when... I go against him. I'm competitive towards him, and he knows it. But <laughs> I, I really root for him because mm-hmm. he's he's that damn good. Um, <clears throat> what is it that he? God, I totally got a brain fart, man. Got a brain fart. Well, just tell you bring that or remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You go. I messaged him. I messaged him <laughs> while he was doing the fifty mile. Hey, this rock. beer is good, by the way. Oh, I love it. Broken Skull IPA, <laughs> El Segundo Brewery, man. That's good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Is it really Steve Austin? He yes. approved it and everything? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Right. Uh, he actually, there's a there's a lighter one that's a, a American lager, and then they just came out for a limited time, and I hit my buddy Joe up, and I said, you know, I need to get my hands on that. It's a double that's IPA. Good. Yeah, it's good. But um, but anyways, Brandon, I messaged Brandon when he was, you know, I messaged him, I just want to know how he's doing when he was doing the 50 mile ruck. And he was like, I am suffering. I need Gatorade. I'm like, all yeah. right. 
I'll see what I can do for you. I'm friends with John Carpenter. That's another one you need to see about oh, okay. reaching out to. He he is a solid guy. Uh, help you out. Give you the shirt off his back. You know a lot of people, man. Yeah. And so he was the aid station captain at McBee. Because I asked, where, where are you at? I was asking Brandon where he's at. He's like, I'm coming down the ridge at McBee. I was like, all right. Let me see what I can do for you. I can't bring you out something, but I'll, and I call, I called John. I was like, John, are you, are you McBee? He's like, yeah. He's like, what? I said, whatever you got for electrolyte drinks is not working for Brandon. Yeah. He He's asking for Gatorade. He's like, you got anybody who could do a run down to that quick store down there? He's right. like, no, but I'll, I'll do it for him. I'll go down there. Yeah, and yeah. so he ran down there and he just like, I need Gatorade, brought it back. And from what I hear, it wasn't the kind of Gatorade that, that Brandon liked, but hey, he took whatever it was and, and uh, got him through. I just wanted to see him finish and and yeah. and wanted to make sure he was taken care of. So, but did you remember what you were going to say about Brandon and, and competitive with him? And I, I mean, I don't know. He probably thought I was a weirdo last year because every time I because I ruck race, mm-hmm. I, I'm done ruck racing, man, with the back that I have. But um, will I do it once a year? Not this year, but probably following. But uh, yeah. It, I was like, dude, you good? You good? I thought he was unbeatable. I thought he was invisible, man. But last year when we did the BMC 50, never mind my daughter, the BMC uh, 50 Ruck, you know she's a staple, right? That The little one right there that you can hear. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I- Willian, Willian, <laughs> as as she likes to say, Willies. Um, we go to the BMC 50 and he's struggling. We're we're two three, we're two three. The wow. the guy the guy the guy from Eugene man has horse legs. Is that the he one won ten hours something. Ten hours, Shoot. dude. Was, I don't know how he did it, but man, the the guy that that guy is a specimen of himself. But Latin man, I I went against him the fifteen k prior, and I'm like, man, I got this, dude. I felt good. I balls to the wall. Felt good. I ended up getting fourth or six. Not bad for, mm-hmm. you know, 39, 40-year-old. And I'm like, man, who's this Brad and Latin guy? <laughs> I'm like, this guy, man. God damn it, you know? And, and so every time I go sign up for a race, which is rare now, mm-hmm. because I hate ultra sign-up, I hate stats. I really do. I, that's why you never... I agree with you. That's why I never do Strava. I, I've been thinking about it because you guys in the stories and stuff, and I want to take some of Brad and Latin's crowns. Oh, yeah. And Ben's... Forget you, Ben. I love you, but <laughs> he was struggling. McBee aid station. I'm like, dude, this guy is not invisible, you know. And he struggle, struggle bus. And I'm like, you doing good? You doing good? And I know he was thinking, yeah, this is what I was saying. I know he was thinking that I was some weird guy, like just rooting him on. But like, I was actually really rooting him on. And like, dude, you all right? You good? You good? McBee hit. For me, man, I was done, dude. I was toast. And then all of a sudden, I went from like second, third, fourth, fifth, and I'm all like, "Oh man, my growing is it's it's killing me." <laughs> my my, it was shooting up to my testicles. I don't know if you heard that story. Uh, no, it not. We got plenty. We got. I'm willing to listen to hear this. <laughs> it sucked. I stopped at 36. Man, they were trying to tell me, hey. There's no cars coming out here. I was like, nah, I'm gonna forget that. <laughs> I I text uh, Julie's husband. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, go, keep going, stay hard. You know that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. David Goggins, I'm like, bro, 
This stuff is shooting pain from from my testicles all the way to my stomach, you know, my like the chest. I'm like, I'm done. He's like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> but I was like, you know what, man? That brand Latin's pretty good guy. Yeah. And and so we did a race together. I blew out my ankle going downhill in uh, Hoodsport. Because okay. I love mountain races. I yeah. I love vert. Went too fast and man, I completely tore up my whole ankle. Did it? I was like, Brand Lantern, you got me. You got me again. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna get him. We're gonna go head to head, and I'm gonna show this old fogey can beat this kid. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, dude, he's the only one that I can that I I I drove him after having heat, heat exhaustion and blown out my ankle. Mm-hmm. I drove him from uh, Spokane here. He mm-hmm. slept the whole way. Yeah, I, that I, guy can sleep no matter what, and he can't say it's the military life because I was in the military too, and I can't sleep for shit. So, <laughs> so with, I just want to hit on that that I've learned that from from uh, listening to your podcast. Yeah. And stuff that, uh, it seems for me, cause I guess my personality and who I am and just, I, I don't know, just the discipline that I, my best friends are, are retired Marines. Mm-hmm. And I, it seems like I get, I get along better cause it's almost like the, the field is, is level. It seems with, with military, with retired military, uh, you know, any military, I get along better with military people. That have mm-hmm. been enlisted. I I haven't, and and I respect everybody's service and and love that what they do. And uh, hats off to you know everybody that you know is in the military. But I get along better. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like it's for me. Uh, if you weren't in the military, it, it, I don't know. Um, one one of my one of my friends, best friend, uh, Roy, he had told me back in the day. He said he described me as a I'm like a I'm like an egg. He said, you, you're really hard. You have a hard shell. You just, you're hard to read by yeah. people, but you're soft in the inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, as I heard that, like, I didn't know how to take it. And then I got thinking about it. You know, that's the way I am. But I, I'll give my shirt off my back to anybody. I, everybody I run with, everybody yeah. in my family. Um, it's it's I, quite it's, a big shirt. Yeah. As I shake my head now. <laughs> right. You're not that big, dude. You're not that big. <laughs> right. You're, you're not. Right. But. It's one of those things that just a lot of people don't know how to take me, but uh, you know everybody that that I'm friends with, I love them. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things that you know, like you know, you re- reach out to Eric, and I tell you about Eric. I have a bromance with Eric. Yeah, you do. You told me that, and and he I, hollered back, man. Hollered I, back. He 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 messaged me he's yeah. like dan's the man no i i love him he's a world-class uh, he runner guys he out of anybody i've ever met world the class. elite he, runners yes. he's the one that just he is taking the time every time i i see him it's like boom he will keep a, a conversation going yeah you know he'll and he just i could go up to him and just put my arm around him he puts his arm around me and we'll just sit there and, and bs with just holding each other his arm around it you know and it's just it, it just is a really awesome awesome human being kind yeah. um and just 
I, I love Eric and, and and everything he's about and Eric um, Sensman. And it was funny. I when I met met his his now wife, Jackie. It was just funny. I was down at Havelina and uh I was coming back, I think my first loop and I got a shirt, rabbit shirt that says uh Born to Run Faster and Sensman. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite shirt. Right. And I'm running and she's running by and I'm like paying attention. She's running back to just kind of cheer people on at that first loop and on that longest stretch of, or the last stretch of the first loop. And she was like, Hey, I date that guy. And I'm like, what? And so we stopped there and we're <laughs> chatting and, and I was like, Hey, and so I have a pin that Josh gave me, uh, of, of Eric that I usually wear on my hat. Yeah. Just a, a face that I have a pin and I said, "Hey, Eric is Eric is my favorite human, an ultra. Like he's just a solid dude." Um, and uh, she's like, "Yeah." And we we talked a little bit there, like five minutes. It was like she was like ran past me, seeing the shirt and and everything. We got to visit a little bit, and so I ran in. Uh, that was my first loop. I ran in and come around, and and Eric's waiting for me there, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dude." Oh, right on and come over there and and uh awesome. you know put his arm around me you're doing awesome doing great and i was like hey i met the girlfriend he's like oh yeah what's she cheering you on i said uh actually we got in a fist fight out there over you <laughs> he started like all laughing and, and and he's like really i'm like no but i said she was good it was it was a great encounter and and uh yeah jack jackie's a uh, just as kind as he is, and um, yeah, they're good people. Nah, man. Uh, we've we've talked about uh, trying to get down to Flagstaff and uh, go to Mother Road Brewery. That's another uh, brewery Road, down there. Yep. Uh, I love their their Tower Station IPA. Um, hmm. But yeah, I just haven't been able to connect that. But every time every time I'm around Eric, it's like shoot, it's like just brothers. Yeah, th- th- those gem. Josh, right? Josh, 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 yeah. Um, Cody Reed, yeah. Um, Cody, ah, oh, he's no, I love him too. He's he's a solid dude. Eric, Eric. And then, then there's two more, there's, but they're they're the Coconino, uh, Coconino Cowboys. They're yep. the ones that put Flagstaff on the map, correct? Besides well, the big meteor crater, thing, right? Well, the it, running, they right, well, they brought that up. Well, they they've definitely brought, I think to the recent recently within i'm like the last five years they yeah. did uh but i think that a lot of of uh your marathon marathon elite runners moved to flagstaff you got you got ryan hall that lives there that he lives in reading he did he but moved he actually, to flagstaff huh? actually he i think he was born here in washington kirkland hmm. if you look you look that up but uh ryan hall moved there to work there to to train for marathons and uh, he still lives there. He lives there with his fan, uh, family and uh, Sandy, his wife and um, but Sarah, 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 Sarah. That's right. You're right. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, hey. But, Sarah is a beast, dude. She, oh, what she's what? 38, 39. And she's still killing it. it. Yeah, man. And what, a, and now, I mean, the, just, you know, just kind of following Ryan and, and his whole journey that it's just crazy to look back when he mm-hmm. was running a marathon and see him now. I mean, shoot, you know, and I remember Dude. him telling the stories like he, he would be in a, in an elevator and there'd be, you know, men around him and he'd feel so inadequate in mm-hmm. that elevator because he, he was so tiny to, to run the marathon and just taken away from himself that he was like, you know, he, he is 
almost one of those things like you, you you are living your you're living the dream here you're the one of the fastest known men yeah. in the world yep you earn that you got that you could never great never american t- hope you can never take that away but here you're like yeah i got that now, yeah. now i want to enjoy life i want to do these things i want to be able to have the strength to oh, climb yeah. trees and and raise my family and yeah he's he's uh he is definitely an awesome runner. I, I remember he went to Eugene for his wife for the uh, marathon uh, trials. Yeah. And uh, they were all out of rental cars. And he posted that he got a U-Haul truck, a little Chevy U-Haul. It said U-Haul on it. And uh, he's like, hey, this, when you, when they run out of rental cars on the- uh, <laughs> Go to U-Haul. <laughs> you, you have to do what you got to do. You rented a U-Haul ca- truck. Yeah. And I messaged him. And I was like- Hey, they they spelt your name wrong. It's H A L L U Haul, and he he responded back with laughing faces. <laughs> that's, Man, the <laughs> that's the thing. The more I get to know you, the more people you know. You 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 you, you don't really put yourself down, but you're you're well known in the community. Not not here, but in well, you are here. Like I said prior. But all around the running community, man, it's for you to private message Ryan Hall, which I've I talked to Lisa mm-hmm. about, you know, he was coaching her, everything else, knowing you having Ryan Hall as a friend. And that's like him and Cameron Haynes are like the big yep. goals yep. of this, you know, Here, how, how do you know so many people, man? You know what it is? I'm going to tell you personality. No, it's personality, but here's the deal. (laughs) I got no problem approaching you. I don't, I don't get this starstruck. Like I'm going to go over here. Like, you don't fanboy like me. I I, I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, I am inside. I could control it. Okay. Here's, here's a story that, uh, so I had a, my, like I said, I have an equal partner, training partner, and we'll get into that later. But, uh, was it Havelina? Who's the training partner, by the way? No, it's not Julia's husband. Not yet. But, oh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, we're at Havelina. <laughs> You're calling the shots. All right. All yep. right. All right. Um, and I'm on my last loop in my first year at Havelina. And I'd already met Jim Walmsley. Met him. Had a great time with him. One uh, of the greatest runners. Um, so, Josh. So, it just is... Come back a little bit to where I introduced myself to Jim Walmsley. Uh, Josh, uh, Cappuccino Cowboy, they put a, a thing out there that um, anybody that could tell a good story about Jim, Jim, G-Y-M, Walmsley, mm-hmm. uh, when the shirt that says June, June, mm-hmm. uh, J-O-O-M on, on it, it's a really badass shirt, we'll win that. Well, a couple of years ago, uh, not a year, like three or four months when he ran the, the Gorge 100K to get the golden ticket, I was watching all that. I'm not following that and following his uh, Instagram. Somebody was posted on a story that uh, once he won that, he went and partied through Portland. They were riding bikes. They were going downtown Portland. I was following the story. Yeah. And he was going all this. Well, he ended up at like, and I ended up like waking up, just check my phone, try to go back to sleep, and which is a bad thing to do. But I grabbed my phone, got on Instagram, see the stories, and I seen Jim at two o'clock in the morning. It was just posted like five minutes before on a story. 
Dude, he's sitting there. He's done. He's partied. Won the golden ticket, 100K. Yeah. And he's trying to eat voodoo. I think it was voodoo donuts. And he's there and he's like, he's about done. He is done. He's he's raced 100K, <laughs> ran through Portland, <laughs> and he's sitting there eating donuts. And like, and so I, that was my story. And I ended up, Josh, like, hey, I'm going to send you a shirt. I'm like, sweet. So I got this awesome Joom shirt. Yeah. So I wore that to to Havelina package pickup, and and uh, Hoka was having you know elite runners there. You could meet and greet and sign and everything. Yeah. And I'm going down there, and and Eric's like, get him to sign that. He has a problem with that, Joom. Get him, get him to sign that shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna get him to sign it. I got no problem with that. So I yeah. wait in the line, and uh, I, I meet all the elites there, and and I get to Jim's at the end of the line. Everybody wants to meet Jim. And uh, so Jim's usually pretty quick about signing things. Everybody, he's seen the shirt. He was like, man, why'd you have to wear that shirt? <laughs> and so he he knew. He took the time for me. And uh, so he was like, I told him the story. He's like, yeah, I remember that. And he got up and and came out behind the thing. And he signed it, June Walmsley. And got a picture with him. And yeah, he took... he took like it was like five minutes just interaction with him and like got yeah. out to where everybody else he's just signing it nobody was like and so uh that that year the story i'm trying to get to is that uh my pacer at uh jackass junction i'm sitting there i'm drinking a beer getting things ready and they're like there's jim walmsley i'm like what <laughs> there is, he's out at jackass junction i'm like oh Perfect. Yes. I get up. I walk right over there because I just I'll approach you no matter what. Yeah. I yeah, approach yeah. him. I go over there. I give Jim a little titty twister. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Put my arm around him. He's like, oh, you know. I was like, hey, you want to pay? I'm. This is my last loop. You think? Hey, you want to pace me my last ten miles? And he had done some kind of workout. Or he did something that he was like, man. I was like, I told him, I was like, I bet you the pace I'm gonna do would probably hurt. He's like, any pace right now is gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, shortly after that, I got a follow on Instagram and, and then, uh, cause I poke fun out of my banter. I, I, that was where I became, uh, with Josh and the Cappuccino Cowboys. I banter well. I, and the material yeah. I put out and, and the comments and that. It was no, you're like, good. You're yeah. good. And your so, meme games yeah. on point, dude. Yeah. And so, uh, he started following me and, and, uh, Julie's husband reached out to me when he seen that. He was like, well, it looks like you can't talk crap about Wombly anymore. I'm like, nope, me like to talk more about him. Yeah. But then I went back the next year and did Havelina again, and I wore a different shirt. And I'm like waiting there, and he's visiting with some people. And and here at that point, no, was he at that year? He, he ended up getting the 50-mile world record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I don't know if he had it then, but he's waiting. He's looking over there. He's talking. He's looking over at me. He's talking like he's almost annoyed by whatever the, it just seemed like his, and he was like, Hey, nice to see you wearing a better shirt this year. Cause he's the one That's that designed funny. the shirt. He's yeah. The one that, that made that, the Coconino <laughs> shirt. And I was like, yeah, I like that. And we visited for a while and I got a picture with him and it was like, you know, Jim Walmsley remembered me from the year before. And, you know, he followed me. There's been comments like uh, uh, there was a, a cooler company. I can't remember the cooler company that they were endorsing 
And uh, I said, hey, does Eric Sensman come with it? And he messaged me back. He's like, that's, that, you might want to reach out to Eric and see if you can work something out. <laughs> Yeah, but it, yeah, no, he they're solid people. Uh, no, they're they they got the sense of humor, they got that uh, that frat house mm-hmm. humor. Um, and like I said, Cody, Cody's the same way. I, I've only briefly in passing and stopping and going over doing the same thing. I was like, Hey, there's Cody Reed. I went walked right up to him. I was like, Hey, Cody, how's it doing? He'd been following each other for a while, and I went yeah. over there and shook his hand and and talked to him. And uh, and he was come flying through uh, one of the aid stations at Havelina. And he's like, what was I doing? I was having a beer at one of the aid stations and he come flying through because he was pacing one of the, a gal that he was coaching. And, uh, he come flying through and I'm like, yeah, you weren't at, you weren't at headquarters when I was there. So I'm having a beer right now. He said, well, get the headquarters and I'll have beer for you. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Incentive. I had to, I, had, I wasn't even a jackass yet. <laughs> having to make that second loop and. Um, when I got there, he wasn't there. Well, then when I finished, I seen this little red wagon, red flyer wagon with a bunch of the, uh, mother road beer in it that I knew that he brought mm-hmm. and somebody was dragging like, Hey, where's Cody at? Oh, he already left. I'm like, Oh, and I was like, Hey, Cody said he was going to give me a beer when I got here. And they're like, and they gave me two, four packs like here then. And, uh, it was awesome. It was so awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And so you guys just hit it off, and now you got a bromance. Pretty with with Eric and and Cody. That's I mean, stash, Cody gets though. grumpy every now and then, but Cody Cody's a good dude too. Yeah, I mean, he actually like he wanted to know what I did and and all this, and and reached out to me. He's now at uh, he's in Africa, living in Africa or, or in Africa right now, yeah. um, Cape Town um living his living his best life or, yeah. or at least they're visiting he's ran races there and um but yeah it's kind of like some of the um all the all the cowboys have kind of you know there's only a few in there now Walmsley yeah. went to europe i mean he's living there with his wife um but i still yeah need to make time it just covid hit because we were planning to go down in in 2000 to fly down and then just kind of hang out and, and visit with Eric. He's like, anytime come down. We were planning in 2000, first to 2000. And then all of a sudden like March COVID hit and everything yeah. was shut down. I was like, <laughs> I gotcha. So Walmsley, do you think he's, he's uh, jealous because you can grow a beard and he can only grow a stash? <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's know. That's stash though, dude. Yeah. That's stash. Yeah. I can't grow well, one. Or you're talking Eric. Yeah, Eric. Eric, guy. Eric. Yeah, sorry. No, Eric. It's, uh, yeah, no, Eric. Uh, oh man, he is a pretty boy, man. I you got to It's gotta that admit, stash, though. Yeah, it it sets them apart. It looks like I mean Tom Selleck. I mean, I actually have made memes with, with and took put Eric's head on <laughs> Tom Selleck's body. <laughs> T- tell me about your meme game. You, you you sent me some memes, and I'm like, dude, this guy ha- ha- knows my love language. <laughs> well it's funny because it, it was like i don't know you i i sent you a picture to know what i did and and just with that say i'm just want to hit this on it yeah you came back at me and you're like i don't know you very well but this is what i would say to to ben and i'm right. like uh far from that and you're like i know that i just and then i'm like that's your banter that is, yeah and i took that as love language too i hope you know that i wanted to hit on that but, yeah no you're good but uh i don't know i could just that's where like I don't know. I'll read something and, or I'll see something and I'll get it. I'll get the meme and then I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll put something together. And like, 
uh, like I said, with Josh, with the uh, Cappuccino Cowboys, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff I put together. That he posted. He was like, mm. and uh, there was I was trying to get this is where he was like, you're uh, ambassador for us uh, for you're the only ambassador for Cappuccino Cowboys because uh, I was trying to get into uh, or be an ambassador for Squirrels Nut Butter, which I love Squirrels Nut Butter. And uh, Chris, the the owner, I, I love him. He'll give you hugs all day long. And he's the one actually introduced me to, to Eric. He's like, hey, Eric's right over here. Yeah. Like, what do you know? But anyways, crazy. Uh, um, I don't know. It just, I just, I get it. And then I'll put stuff together and then uh, he'll post it. And uh, like I put together a, uh, uh, my favorite one that I put together. It wasn't a meme, but it was a, um, the, you know, the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I took the Goonies picture, I took the Goonies, the, the poster they'd put up Mm -hmm. and I put the Jumies, June, (laughs) and I put, I had help, but I was able to get every one of the faces, uh, and, and put them on every one of the, the actors and it worked out great. And then one of the Fatelli, the mother Fatelli, I put, uh, Dakota Jones face on that because he's back down there and, you know, I have. I, very little encounter of, of DMs with with Dakota. Uh, I am inspired by him. He's you know kind of the, on the older end of runners, and he's still crushing it. Yeah. Um, he crushed uh, Havelina. Uh, Patrick Regan uh, had an awesome record, and this year um, Dakota Jones like beat that, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. And uh, but there's banter with with the Cappuccino Cowboys that they'll put on there that you know he flips everybody off and he and it's all this stuff and and that and i so i feed into that and and i think that you know some of the cap like uh jared hazen you know he he gets thrown on a bus a lot and i've never met him yeah I never met dakota jones but i'll feed into that banter and like you know just things that you know i'll take a i'll take a a jerry hazen you know i'm going to the bathroom and take a jerry hazen number two you know because he came in second you know at, a record uh second fastest time at, at yeah. western states and he came in number two but i don't know I, I could just i could just see things and make things up and and it works no it's on and, point man yeah but but anyways yeah that's 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 where it's at you know just i'm, I'm about here to have fun and have yeah. a good time i love people um and just you know don't take everything serious sometimes you know how long you been in the game ultra Ultra, so or running. I'm, you, I'm I'm happy you asked that because that was something I put on my notes and I haven't even looked at my notes. You, you're just you're feeding me here. And <laughs> so, so, um, hey, that Stone Cold is pretty good, man. I I this is actually I, I would like to. I was I go, felt that by the way. <laughs> I was going to go to to Portland this weekend, and because uh, they're the only place I could get these, I wanted to bring a four pack that you could have two and you could save two for Ben. But I called down there for my to where I get it cheap Charlie's or Belmont, they're out. Mm-hmm. They, they won't get shipping for a week. That's good, man. And so I, I got on the horn to my buddy Joe and I'm like, Hey, what's the deal? Oh, the shipment's not going to be out for a week. It might be two weeks before we get up there. And you could, and for some reason they can't sell or distribute into Washington yet, mm. Oregon. So I got to go, I'll go to Portland and get it. Yeah. And so, but that I wanted to give you this year is a, it's good, back man. in like first, uh, the dates on it, uh, first of November. That's so good. So it needs to be, be drank, but some fresh broken skull IPA. It is my favorite. That's good, man. Um, but, uh, where I got started. Yeah. So back, uh, middle school, high school, and it's great because, uh, 
you know, just how big I got, my genetics. <laughs> um, back in middle school, high school, I was running five and a half minute mile pace fast, you know, close oh, yeah. to five minute mile pace. Like all of us. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> You know, I was always wanting to break four under under five sub oh, five, yeah. and I just couldn't do it. And um, but I was always like, we'd go out uh, when I went out for track uh, in middle school. Uh, I was never the fastest, but I was like third fastest, like going out there for the mile. And so they put me in the mile competition. Anyways, uh, I was always that that kid that you know uh, the pull up thing. I was always one of them top three kids. I was never the top one, but I, yeah. the pull-ups, all, all the stuff. I was always one of those kids. I, you know, back middle school, I was 140 pounds. And um, so, and then, like I said, uh, elementary, middle school, that's when I seen Mount Hood. Mount Hood was what did it, where I was like, I want to climb. Mm-hmm. And so I just got into, you know, doing that. Uh, Diamond Peak was the first mountain that I had, had climbed down by Oak Ridge, yep. Westfer. Yep. And uh I would I'd climb everything and anything. Um <laughs> Jump Off Joe was always where I'd always go. I'd ride the bus, uh the Ben Franklin Transit to forty fifth and actually start from there all the way to the top of Jump Off Joe Dang. and come back. Okay. As a middle schooler. Jeez. Now nowadays I wouldn't As trust, a middle schooler. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I would what? do that. I would, I would do that for fun. And actually there was one time me and a couple of buddies did that on New Year's Eve and we were supposed to be back. Well it was all socked in and it's straightforward from forty fifth up to jump off Joe. But it was all socked in. Mm-hmm. But when you hit jump off Joe it was clear. Mm-hmm. Well we came back down in the fog and it was all wheat fields. And we actually went, we're off a little ways and parents got all like crazy and that. But, uh, those are things I did in middle school. I mean, that was, I, yeah, my that's when things were safe. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's like, I, I'm going to go up there with my daughter and my daughter is driving up with a friend of hers that has a license to get pictures up there. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm yeah. worried, you know, and she's in right. high school. Yeah. 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 But, um, anyways, that's where it, it's kind of started, uh, there climbing and i was on hood a bunch of times through middle school uh so it's funny on hood back in middle school uh hood the hogs back was actually lined perfectly up through the pearly gates there's mm-hmm. no because right now it's still and it's been staying over to the left of the yeah. pearly gates back in high school it was straight out you just take it straight up through the pearly gates and that and hogs back will shift all over that mountain that's and crazy it's back and forth yeah yeah and uh, you know you see older pictures, and it's over by the ho- uh, by the the old shoot. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, but yeah, I was up on that. It's crazy one, how that can uh, change in middle school as well, high school, and uh, so high school life kind of changed um, for me. Uh, my mom was in a, a abusive drug relationship or relationship that she was in the drugs and with a abusive relationship that uh, she needed to get out of, and and. Uh, she ended up, she ended up leaving this area my sophomore year, and I refused to go with her uh, because it was just very abusive. And I won't get into that. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This go around, but uh, I ended up staying here, and, and things and my priorities changed. It was it was easier to chase Tiffany around than it was to go up a mountain. Right. And so th- priorities changed, yeah. and you know when I graduated high school. Um, I, I just started just, you know, I don't know. I just started doing things. I lost my brains, I per se. 
Um, I ended up becoming a young father um, to a wonderful daughter, um, my oldest daughter. And so priorities changed at that point that, you know, I had to, had to work, had to mm-hmm. support my daughter. And um, so just kind of lost track of the mountains after, you know, freshman, sophomore year. And so life started. Yeah. So on and so forth. And uh, in 2011, uh, had a mother-in-law that that passed away in her sleep. But before that, I had a had a friend that, that uh, he uh, was working in, in Hawaii. Good friend of mine. We camping for many years. And we were all probably built the same. Just, just we all looked the same. I yeah. had to go to at the time. I had a goatee mustache. We all had that. We're all built the same. We all had the same mentality. We'll go up the mountains. I built trucks to get me to the top of the mountain. Um, I got an '85 Toyota that I put a small block Chevy in. I still have it. And I'd take that. I, that's what I would build. I built that to go to the mountains. Yeah. And so, uh, in 2011, uh, I see my buddy. Uh, it was a friend's kid's birthday i was at and i seen him and he was talking to me about trying to get zoom or or uh, uh skype on his phone so he could skype he has a lot of kids that here but he lived in hawaii yeah uh, he was he was divorced and he wanted to get that because he was really excited so he could see his kids while he's working over there and he was talking to me about that i'm like oh i i don't know i don't use that uh but talking to him he was really happy he was really excited about this new job he was uh putting zip lines up in hawaii and uh in a company that did that yeah and uh so i was like cool and he says i fly out tonight go back home and this was and so it was like 10 o'clock night flying out it was like a wednesday or thursday uh i go down i went down to the tin because it's right across my work and my buddies own it Mm -hmm. so i went in there and next i know my buddy scott pulls up and is crying like what the what's up dude and i'm i'm like see him he's like Teddy, he just got a call from his mom. He he died, and I'm like, "What? I just see, just seen him this weekend." Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, it was just tragic." And um, he ended up uh, there was a zip line that they'd put just put up, and people were complaining that it was it was slow. It was like three quarters of a mile or a mile long. Mm. I mean, it was a long zip line across the canyon, and uh, him and another tech went to. Uh, check it out and they went they tightened up the cable yeah and so he went out for a test run and he got out halfway across the canyon and the tower collapsed oh my goodness and so i went went to the viewing seeing him went to the funeral uh he was a good dude and uh when i looked down in there i, I seen myself there i mean just because we all looked alike and i'm like Man, I need to do some. I need to have some changes here. You know, yeah. just just building trucks and you know drinking beer and being obnoxious and that. You know, I need to change something here. I want to start doing what I did back that was I was passionate about, and so the mountains I was really passionate about, and so I like come 11, 12, 2011, 2012, I was like, you know, I'm gonna change something. I'm gonna okay. make the goal. I'm gonna start climbing again and hoods. Hood's the first one on the radar again, right there, because Hood's always been right there. And um, so I started training uh, New okay. Year's Eve, 2012, um, and okay. then that's when I had a buddy of mine, like February or whatever, that I said, "Hey, you said something about Adams a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's something you want to do because we could do that this year. I'm training to climb Hood. I want to climb Adams. Yeah. 
And he was like, first, he didn't take me serious because he thought I was just, no, oh, we're going to go drink beer up here on the hill. We're going to build a truck, go get us top of the mountain. Yeah. And he started seeing the thing. I started talking to him like, this is what I'm doing. And then he seen pictures I was on Hood. He's like, oh, shoot, Dan's for real. Yeah. And so uh, he ended up he ended up training for, like I said, he was the most unprepared. But like I said, he, he has a, a mentality – his whole family has a mentality that just a go and like, mm. I trust that mentality. Like it won't stop. And, but he will stop if there are big issues. And yeah. And I trusted him and, um, it was great. I, I enjoyed that trip with him. So, but, uh, that's where it started back into my journey. It was in 2011, yeah. 2012. And nonstop since. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Went to so hood that that first year in 2012, like we talked about, you know, being able to turn around. Um, I went up there for four days. You know, I had the mentality of, you know, just getting back into it and want to acclimate, and just had that whole thought acclimating. In my opinion, if you're gonna go stay up on a mountain for four days to go climb it, it's probably best you just show up there and do it. Yeah, because then your body's gonna go into a spot that where. Nope. It's like, you're almost like, if you get it done in a day, any mountain, in my opinion, any mountain besides Rainier or Glacier Peak, unless you're really quick, uh, any other mountains that are major over 10,000 feet, roughly in there, Stewart, Stewart could be a multi-day, but my opinion, any of the mountains could be done in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done Shasta, climbed Shasta, summited it the first time. Yeah. We did that in one shot, one push. Uh, that was an awesome moment. Um, any mountains could be done in a day, minus those two. And I think that you could get up it, summit it, and back down before your body you, you goes into like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Right, right, right. Because of the oxygen saturation. And so I went up there just trying to, you know, get back into it. And I stayed up there for four days. Uh, went for the summit twice. No, it was five days. It was five days I was up there. I went up and I went up to Silcox at the first day, just kind of, and then came back down, stayed in my truck. Then the next morning I got up and the wind was blowing so hard that it was just like all the way to the Palmer. Uh, my hands got so cold. Once I stopped, it hurts. The Palmer, it hurts. I, and I had no other gloves. And it I'm hurts. like, there ain't no way this is going to happen. And I'm like, the wind's blowing. And I like, okay, I'm going to be up here a couple more days. I decided to call it at the Palmer, come back down. And I called my boss and said, hey, I need one more day. He's like, all right. So I'd already been up to Silcox first day. Mm-hmm. Second day up to the Palmer. And the third day, I went to the, I got to the hog's back and didn't have any legs under me anymore. Yeah. And it was like, I was gassed. I was gassed. There's actually pictures of me that friends looked at uh, when we actually would print pictures out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's you. My face looked different. It looked yeah. just like puffy and all that when I was up there because it was just the auction thing. Oh, and, yeah, man. And so um, that first year I didn't summit it, but I got up to the hog's back. I was by myself. I'm by myself. Uh, but I had enough training and enough knowledge with that. That's when I was like, we're going to hit Adams. And so it was like the 10th of July. Like we couldn't even get – we you could get up to uh, – uh, Cold Springs campground, or you get up to it, but there yeah. you couldn't get into the campground because there were snowdrifts. Yeah, yeah. So we camped out there and and uh, got there that Friday night, set up camp. Uh, the morning we wanted, I wanted to go see what the ridge would look like, so we hiked up to that, mm-hmm. and then we came back down, and then we started at uh, I can't remember, it was like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, 
And uh, so, and it was a successful summit. Like I was able to push through it. And like I said, my buddy, uh, he was struggling, but he did it. He, yeah. he pushed through it. So, um, but uh, Adams was, that was good. And then the next year I went back to hood and boom, got it. And it was so, I, it was so, it was just so awesome uh, to get up there. And um, once it was like, you just, you got the spots on, on hood, you know, you go up to Palmer and then top of the triangle Morgan and then you got devil's kitchen and then you, you go up to yeah. the hogs back and then you hit the one o'clock shoot. Um, which I hit, always have hit the one. I, I've never ascended up the old chute across the knife's edge. I've never ascended that way. Mm-hmm. I've always went. I've always seen I, the first time I seen. It, I, I like that. I went up through the pearly gates twice, but I always do that one o'clock shoot because it's just fast. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with it. I came the first time that day. That first time I came across that knife's edge, and it was just weird because I'm not afraid of heights. But you look out, Dog, you, you look down this way on the left as you're coming across it, and you're like, there's a 150-foot drop off that way. That's, that's comfortable. And then you look down <laughs> this way, 2,000 feet. And my, my body, like, I, yeah. I just, it just hunkered down. Like, I didn't even control it. It was like, yeah. and I came across that nice edge and came down the 1 o'clock chute. And, uh, but I, I was, uh, so there was a uh, Dale. He's, he's uh, part of the... I believe he's part of the Intermac uh, deal here, Dale. He, um, I ran into him while I was training for Hood several times, and he had a, a backpack that he had um, 50 pounds in it, like an external frame pack mm-hmm. without the pack on it. Yeah. And he had 50 pounds strapped to it. And I'm like, that's a genius idea. That's what I need. And so I ended up having an external frame pack. I pulled the pack off. I strapped a 45-pound weight to it and then a 5-pound dumbbell to it. So I had 50 pounds. Yeah. I was hiking up everything. I hiked up McBee. I would do two loops up McBee with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd go up and over and back it up and over on Badger. Yeah. Uh, I was hiking everything. with that. I wouldn't. That was in my, my truck. I'd leave work. I'd go put that back on. Go do that. Yeah. I gained a lot doing that. I gained a lot. And... But it was like I'd get up on the mountain, and it was like I had the strength in my legs, but it was like no real cardio. It was like I didn't. Right. I was like I gained a lot, but it was like I wasn't gaining any more. Right. And so uh, I was talking to my buddy Stefan, that he works at REI, awesome kid, and he's like, "Hey, you think about just putting some running in, just just light jogging, just you know?" Yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. Let me try that out. And so I, I started running. I got my first pair of uh, trail shoes through. Uh, you mind if we yep. take a break? <laughs> so I went to REI and uh, picked out a pair of uh, Lost Sportivas. Uh, they had a little cover over the over the laces. I thought they were really cool, and uh, they work work good for for the moment. But then I started getting on the kick of. Uh, the zero drop movement and minimal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I need to do that. So, um, Merrill had some zero drop shoes and minimal and, uh, can't remember which pair. They actually had cushion, but they were zero drop. They were like a trail glove, but they were like the next step up. And, yeah. And, uh, so I was running in those on the road and then I had the trail shoes, Los Sportivas for running around Badger and, and, uh, so I had a friend down in, I'm from Coos Bay, Oregon. That's where I was born. Okay. So, and, uh, <coughs> so I grew up with the, 
the whole the whole thing of the uh, legend legacy of Steve Prefontaine. Oh yeah, pre. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I've met met a sister Linda through the race, and uh, she she's an awesome lady. Um, but anyways, back to that. My friend reached out. It's like, hey, I see you're running now. How about you come down and run the pre, the Prefontaine Memorial Run? Mm-hmm. That was okay. I'm like, yeah, shoot, let's. Let's see, I haven't kept track of my time when I'm running. I just go run for feel. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let, let me uh, let me go see what I could do for, for a 10K. So I had my Garmin handheld GPS at the time because, like I said, I didn't have anything on my phone. Yeah. And so I grabbed it, you know, handheld took it with Garmin. me. Yeah, they, <laughs> the orange thing. I wanted to know how far a 10K was. So I left my house in Richland, and I ran. I remember I was running. I was gassed. I felt like crap and uh i got to you know 3.1 miles at from my house where the where i went yeah i ended up at in front of anthony's at 3.1 miles and then i ran back to my house yeah. in richland and i was gassed i was like it was like an hour seven minutes i was so gassed i'm like <laughs> this sucks and like i said this was at the prefontaines at the end of september and i think this was like the middle of August. And so I'm like, okay, I need to do something. I need to be, I need to be more consistent with this. And so, uh, I started running, run a little bit more, uh, the Prefontaine. A lot of people say, uh, why run marathons when all these Hills mm-hmm. with this 10 K cause it's a, it's a hilly 10 K. Uh, I can't remember what it was like 500 and some feet of, of hill elevation on it, but, uh, it's Bay is quite hilly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, uh, I ended up banging out. It was like a, a hour, six minutes and something on that 10K. Not bad for just really starting to pay attention to running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay, I like this. And so I'm like, okay, this was in 13. And um, so I'm like, well, I don't really have any interest in any marathons, but Badger Mountain's in my backyard. And I started looking up the Badger Mountain Challenge. And I'm like, I could do the 50K. You know, here I go from just like Harley running. <laughs> so, so I got a big story here. I mean, you you may have read it. There was a I can't remember what his last name is. But he, Paul. He runs a the whole story. If you want to hear it, uh, he runs uh, hiketricities dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go there for uh, trail ideas, uh, you go to hiketricities. It's there. Yeah. And he he I met him too. And it's like I said, I I recognize him, and I'm, I could all approach anybody. But yeah, he wanted to know my. I got to talking to him. He's like, "Hey, if you have a chance, write your story out. I'll I'll put it on my website." So it's there. I won't get too much into the story of the Badger Mountain Challenge, but I'll share some with you. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start training for for that. That's my my next in March. Here's end of September. Did a 10k first 10k. Yeah, I done since. I mean, I I would run. I'd run 10 plus miles uh, an hour when I was in middle school. But here, I mean, right. I mean. So, uh, I'm like, that's a goal. I'm going to shoot for that. And, you know, Brandon, Brandon Lott was running, he was a race director back then. Yep. And, uh, he had happened to change jobs at the time. I can't remember what the full story was. I ended up becoming good friends with, uh, Scott Conrad down at Runner Soul. Yep. Yep. And so me and him chatted and visited all the time. I'd come in there and, I mean, he would take time from customers and come sit and just lean up against and talk to me and oh, dude, everything. He, he can talk. Yeah. He's and a great so, guy. Yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for that, man. I, I like him. There's a lot of people that I talk to that he comes across ways that are like, wow, man, I don't like him, but 
He runs a business. There, there's some people that do. But okay. for me, I understand what he got going on. A lot of people like, you know, they'll go, some of the people I hear, they don't understand. Like I wore these shoes. I went and took them out and I ran and they're not working for me. I want to bring them back. He's not REI. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he tells you, he t- everybody, everybody works there said, Hey, make sure you, if you go home and want to wear them around, wear them around on carpet in your house. If yeah, you don't yeah. like them, bring them back. But yeah. once you wear, he, he makes sure. But there, a lot of the people that I, that have said something bad about him usually is like, because they, Put moon dust in it. They went and ran. <laughs> yeah. They went and ran. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. I want my money back. He's like, yeah, well, yeah. you've obviously ran it. And he tries to make it right too. I, and yeah. that's everything I hear. But anyway, Scott and I, I, yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, we talk all the time. And so that's why I kind of knew what the background was. I tell him I want to do Badger Mountain. And he, I yeah. tell him every time I go in there when I was training, what I was doing. And so I decided to run my my first 50K distance from, from my house in Richland out to my buddy's house in uh, Finley. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see what the distance felt like. And so it, it went uh, from Richland up Claude Felter to <laughs> um, Beaufort Canyon mm-hmm. uh, over to Jump Off Joe, to top of Jump Off Joe, come down that to Nine Canyon and then down to my friend's house. And uh, I did it in eight and a half hours, my first 50K distance. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, it was like an eight-hour cutoff or a nine-hour cut. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a nine-hour cutoff or something. I can't remember what the cutoff was. But it was – I was like, okay, I got this. I, I mean, I got this. And so yeah. I continued to train, and I was training. I was putting a lot of miles in. I started to get shin splints, and so I had to, like, back it off because I was doing too much too yeah. soon. And uh, so I was backing off a little bit. But my last run was up Jump Off Joe – uh like monday before the badger mountain challenge and i was feeling good um that 5k up the road and back down um i think it was like 28 minutes and i was going to the top but when i was running back down because i was bombing down that steep section my shin splint my ankle everything just oh it's throbbing Mm. it's hurting so i'm like so i went and i told scott about it like he's like oh man he was like uh concerned about it and i was like well i'm just gonna take it i'm not doing anything more now i'm done till saturday morning and uh so saturday morning i showed up the uh the badger mountain challenge 50k and that was uh they were still going over red mountain at that time yeah yeah i love that mountain yeah no that, that was cool and i was gonna hit on something with that with the moss thing i heard about it one of the podcasts my opinion with it but we'll finish this up yeah yeah so i get there at the line and i definitely feel like out of place because it definitely didn't look the part yet because i mean just whatever and bigger guy and everybody there like you could tell they were seasoned and uh jacob Pusey ran that race he was there and at the time i i recognized him but i didn't know really who he was what his background was and and uh we take off where i think it's uh cameron's house is right there on the corner it, it started it, it started at the bottom of the road before the park. Mm-hmm. It didn't start down at the at the church. Or right. right. I don't know where the 50K starts right now. Uh, but it started down at the bottom of the road before the trailer yep. park. And uh, ran up that. And I was right there with everybody up and around Badger. And and was keeping along pretty good pace. I think it was like two hours. It was nine miles, something. It was, and there was people around. But as soon as I hit that A station on the other side of Candy, I was coming down Candy, and that's my shin started just like aching again. Yeah. It was like, oh, man, it hurt. It hurt so bad. And uh, 
And then that's where everybody started just started just petering away from me. It was like, shoot, what did I get myself into? I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up going, you know, around the race, by the racetrack there, through the pond, around the ponds, where the route went. Mm-hmm. Uh, went up over Candy, or Red Mountain, excuse me, uh, hit Red Mountain up the top of that. And I was seeing all these runners coming in. Before I hit Red Mountain, before I even hit the, the road, here comes Jacob. I mean, he's already on his way back. Yeah. And I'm not even to the aid station yet at this side of the red. Right, right. And he's just bombing it. And I can't remember who was behind him, but I told him, because I was looking at my watch, and he was like three minutes behind Jacob. Mm-hmm. But we ended up, I ended up going up over Red, and they were packing up Red Mountain Aid Station. They thought all the runners had come through. And I come down, and they're like, is that a runner? And I, they're like, and I come down there, and they, everything's packed up. I had, mm-hmm. I'm like... All right. Well, uh, if you just got water or something, fill up my jugs. And the guy brought out some water, fill up my stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to head back. Mm-hmm. I was at the halfway point at like, I think the cutoff for some reason was clicking in my head was nine hours at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just under uh, four and a half at the turnaround. And like my shins are hurting. I'm like, I'm not going to stop. And so I push on, I get across red or yeah, Red Mountain, come down to the, ne- the next aid station, cleaned up. There ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. The guy that was at that last aid station knew that. He stopped, He waited there. He's like, I don't have much. I got water. I got a cliff bar, and I got tangerine orange. I got these little containers of tangerine orange. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take the water. And I can't. And I can eat the tangerine. I'll take those. So I have a thing for tangerine oranges because of that, because those just you scarf them oh, down. Yeah. And you don't even have to chew. Yeah. So I, I left that. He's like, I don't know if you'll have anything at the next aid station, which is, uh, you up that steep hill past the, the rock pit. Yep. That. Yep. And so I, I get to there and I'm still just like borderline. Like I could be there at nine hours. I'm like, just, I know where my pace is. I'm, I'm like power walking most of it. Cause my, I can't, my shins hurt so bad. And, uh, as I'm going over there, I go through and I hear gunshots as I'm going over there. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Where, I, I'm in these like sagebrush, this, this road or this uh, Jeep trail. That I'm like tucked down. I'm like, where are these gunshots coming yeah. from? And I come out and I come to this opening and there's these guys just shooting across the, there's flags for the course and they're shooting targets across it. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, cease fire. I, I got to run through there. Like, oh, okay. Right. I barely get to the other side. They start shooting again. And I'm like, I get over there and up, and there's uh, just people in the car waiting for me there with water and that. And I'm like, hey, um, I'm going to push on. Can you let Scott Conrad know at the finish line that I expect to see him there? Because this is a big deal. I've been going in there visiting with him, right? right. And I want to see him. He was like my buddy. And they're like, yeah, we'll go back. We'll tell Scott that you're still pushing on, and we'll let him know that you're still going, right? So. Uh, I end up hitting the backside of candy backwards. I couldn't. Uh, oh yeah, I, yep. I had to I, go up backwards, yep. and uh, God, I ended up coming down candy because there was no trail that time. There was just that road down yep. candy. Get over and mm. that's when candy was great. Oh yeah, I liked candy back then. It was like very I, up usually, and down. I usually end up hitting uh, the where the water tank is. I'd hit that all the time, mm-hmm. that, and. 
it was great. There was nobody over there. <laughs> no, nope. but I uh, ended up getting over to Badger and power everything I had to get up over Badger. I knew I was going to be out of out of the time to finish. I knew that as I was seeing it, but I was just hoping that somebody would be there. Accountability at the at the finish line that Scott would be there because I sent that yeah. message and thought that there'd be i knew i probably wouldn't have the whole you know finish line thing i just thought that somebody would be there it's like okay he's in good job you finished it yada yada and so i saved everything i had uh just before the steps before you could even see the yep. park but i knew i was coming and i saved everything i had because i was just gonna run it down and i run i get to the top of the steps and i look down and i see nothing and actually uh <laughs> My daughter and her mother had called me when I was on the backside of Candy, but I didn't take the call. Yeah. Because it was windy. Mm-hmm. Or not Candy, sorry. Backside of Badger. And I started coming down to where they call me again and where I'm like not, not getting the wind. So I grabbed the phone and I'm like, she's like, hey, where you at? I'm like, I'm coming down Badger right now. Yeah. And she she was smart enough not to sell me anything because at that point I just gave up. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, we're here waiting for you. Like, cool, I'll be there. I was like incentive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I come down there, and I get to the top of the stairs, look down, thinking I'm going to see Scott or see somebody. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I don't don't see anybody. And uh, there's my daughter and her mother at the bench waiting, looking up at me. And I come down to that, and I sit on that bench, and it just all flowed out. And I was just like, it was, it was the worst feeling I ever had. Yeah. Like I didn't, at that point I never wanted to run an altar. I didn't want to run an event anymore. And hmm. There's a story leading up to this. Yeah. That got me back on, no, the, yeah, on the scene. Yeah. But, um, I ended up calling Scott Conrad at the store. When I got to my rig, I walked to my rig, I called him. I said, Hey, I, I finished it at four thirty. He was like, Oh man, that's great. That's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's so Scott. <laughs> way to do it man you yeah. crushed it yeah and i'm like sky i finished at 4 30 yeah yeah and he was like looking at the clock it was 4 30 he was like oh man and he's he like it realized i wouldn't i didn't finish in four hours 30 minutes yeah i finished at 4 30 because he was like dude i i everything we talked about and what you were putting in and your times i I wouldn't have put it past you. Here's what he told me. I mean, I wouldn't have put it past you finishing at 4.30. That was a really fast time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and he was like, dude, he felt so bad. He was like more apologetic than anybody else at that. And um, he was like, shoot, I will pay your entry next year. I will. Man, I feel so bad. I said, I had sent the people from the aid station to tell you. He's like, I never got that message or else I would have been sitting there waiting yeah. for you. I just sat on that bench waiting for you to come in yeah and uh yeah i never i never heard from brandon lott of any of that we've never me and him never really talked about it and it's like one of those things that i've let it i've let it go you know I, i've and you know i i made made peace with that obviously yeah and uh you know uh brandon lott's listening to this uh i felt kind of good of uh kind of pushing his pace to finish uh uh cascade crest uh i think it was 99 i went looking uh julie's husband had to leave early to to uh, go see julie Mm -hmm. because he was up there and um (laughs) i kind of got some just i I felt for me 
uh, he asked me if I could stay there because he wanted to stay there to watch him finish. Mm-hmm. And so the live tracking at Cascade Crest, I'm like, yeah, I'll hang out. And so I hung out had like another hour or two. And then I seen him like falling. Shoot, he's almost about ready to hit the last bridge coming over the river because right. he's coming in. So I started just walking that way. And and uh, he has his daughter pacing in that last section. And she's a badass, just what he's told me. I'd never seen her. She's a sprinter. Uh, she looked very fit, but she was just pacing was pacing really slow and so yeah. i met him he was like holy hey dan how's it going and i'm like hey just, i'm gonna help you come in and yeah so me and him start jogging and uh which it's it's true bland <laughs> style because uh he, he is a badass he, he just loves to suffer oh yeah and so I jogged with him in. He's calling for his daughter. Come on, come on! Because I'm jogging along with him. Of course, he's went 100 miles, and right. I just walked down to meet him. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we hit the. We come around. He starts picking. It up. I could tell he's like picking it up. Like I'm right, right here, and he's picking it up. And I'm like, I'm picking it up right next to him. Right. And uh, I think on my because I strawed the walk down, and then coming back with him. And uh, this is impressive. I'm not going to take this away from him, but it, it was like, I'll be right there. And I'll, you're going to leave me. Right. And so we ended up hitting the tracks. I mean, we're, we're starting. He's picking it up like, like it'd be a, a 5K pace for me. Right. And uh, it can come ripping in there at like seven and a half minute mile pace for like that section before the tracks coming over the tracks into the finish line. Yeah. And I exit over and let him have it. But it was like, yeah. If he'd have walked that in with it, he'd have been a nice little walk in with his daughter. But I could tell, I it almost like felt like he was trying to like run away from me. Right. Just, but you know, it was just, uh, hmm. it was just to me, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you have it easy. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I, I enjoy him. Uh, and like I said, I let bygones be bygones and, and learn things from that. And like I said, I was going to yeah. never do an event after that. And uh, I don't know if you want to get into where I met Julie's husband and Chris. <laughs> that's what changed. That's what changed. That was a game changer. Yeah, game changer to where you're at now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So w- with all those miles and the brews, right, mm-hmm. dude? I gotta ask you. You gotta eat something out there. What's your go-to out there? <laughs> I want to. What's your go-to? Because. W- we as you know mm-hmm. runners, we like to stick to one thing or a couple things that you know fit our gut. Um, what, what's your go-to, man? So, um, one of my favorites for for long runs has been the steak quesadillas from uh, Taco Bell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those things go really. They're they could be nasty as hell, but there's so many calories, so much, and I could just and they're thin and they're just. They're just real easy to get yeah. in. Um, those are some of my favorites. Um, oh my god! Um, the Oof. for just quick sugar boost. Um, I like that they just came out with were these gummy nerds. Yeah. Like, oh, those are great. Oh, man. I can just like five of them. <laughs> yeah. And just throw them in there, and it's like, pfft, yeah. Um, I like the uh, I like payday bars. Okay. For you know runs. Salt and- um. So the other thing too. So. I know you guys, you've asked, you know, some of the other, uh, that you've done podcasts with, um, I've done the enchantments and I, so, uh, yeah. my buddy, uh, Evan holiday, uh, he's an avid mountain biker, uh, skier. He runs when he wants to. Um, but 
we did, he invited me along like six months after we met and mm-hmm. he knew everything I was doing. And he's like, Hey, what's, we're going to do the enchantments this weekend. You, you want to be a part of it? I'm like, heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude. And so we, it was, it was fun. It was fast, uh, but it was enjoyable. We made it to Colchuck in like an hour, 15 minutes. I mean, that's how fast it was. Me. Oh yeah. Uh, me, uh, Evan, Steve Perry, and then, uh, Jeremy, uh, four of us. And we, we set a car at the one at the trailhead below and then drove up in, in Evan's van. And, uh, yeah, we started, it was quick. We were moving quick, felt good. Mm-hmm. And then we got to Colchuck Lake around the other side just for NASCAR pass. pass. <laughs> yeah. And Steve actually <laughs> took a picture of me and posted it. He's like, here's BMI 32 looking serious. But then again, we're getting ready to hit NASCAR pass. And so we were equal coming up to Colchuck. We were all Mm -hmm. equal, like running together. And Asgard, just me being the bigger guy, I ended up being like three minutes behind them. But just because they were just, I'm coming up behind them. I'm like, man, is this, and I'm getting in my head. And I'm like, I can't see him anymore. Yeah. And I get up there and Evan's waiting for me. Evan's like, hey, waiting for you. Make sure you get up here. I'm like, shoot, man, if this way is going to be, hey, if you guys need to go, I'll, I'll follow the Karens out. I, I yeah. researched the route. He's like, no, we're all sticking together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You're only ba- we've only been up here like three minutes. Because it, it gets to your head because you can't see him. Yeah, oh, but yeah. then they're only like three minutes ahead of you. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot, okay. And uh, we get up there, and and on the way down, on the way back down, we were still equal pace. It was just, it was, it was not just, that's, that's where the, my size, I think, kind of plays a factor mm-hmm. a little bit because they were all just like smaller than I am, but they were only yeah. three minutes ahead of me by the time we got top of Asgard. Right. And, uh, but coming down, we were equal. We enjoyed it. Evan made sure it was awesome. Uh, made sure that we uh, took breaks when we needed to. And he's the one that gave me this. So I got up there and I was using the Tailwind, just the 200 um, calorie packet, filled it in there. Now it's going to be my electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to the top of Asgard and I was chilling there. And uh, next thing I know, I'm cramping the inside of my, my thighs. Like, oh, that's man. that hurts. It does. And it so hurts, he man. was like, Here, take a sip of this. I'm like, What is it? It is oversaturated Gatorade, like lemonade or, or lemon flavored, like oversaturated. Just sip on it. Yeah. That's what he does when he, when he competitive for his bike. Yeah. Just sips on it. And I took like three or four sips off that. It was like instantly my cramps went away. Really? And I'm like, holy crap. So that's what I do. I'll, I'll, you know, I like tailwind. I like, I would get naked flavored tailwind because you'd oversaturate it and you didn't want, if you oversaturated orange or whatever, yeah. it'd just be too much. Yeah. And so uh, I would, I would get naked the flavor. Yeah, yeah. It has yeah. no flavor and I would just oversaturate it and I just would put water in it as I needed to. Mm-hmm. But I would put like four scoops, five scoops in a, you know, my water bottle yeah. and go go. So uh since since we don't have a place here to really get tailwind, I get the Gatorade because it's cheap and I'll put four scoops in my bottle and you know, mm-hmm. if I need okay. to put water in it, it continues to you know, have your electrolytes. So when but, you oversaturate it, you mean you put more scoops? More scoops in More it. scoops. And then as you go to like aid station, I'll have one, I'll have a, a jug with water. Yeah. And I'll have a jug with, you know, the Gatorade. So not just add water to it. Yeah. And it just, you'll constantly keep your, okay. your stuff going. But, um, yeah, um, trying to think what else is, 
Um, of course, Snickers bars, the Cliff bars, I'll have those, but they just seem to like be too dense sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, for me, if I don't stay on top of my nutrition when I'm running distance or hard, then it's just hard to get it back. You know, trying yeah, to yeah, no, I got you. Yep. But um, liquid calories seem to be uh, my favorite. Helps, you my know. favorite. Uh, body armor, I think it was body armor. Uh, that was something I was drinking for a while. It would help out for calorie wise, but liquid calories tend to work. But solid foods, like I said, it just uh, okay. So, what, what about uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, man? There you go. I was hoping uh, you'd yeah, ask yeah, yeah. me that. What about so, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, man? I got a good one for you. All I got right. a good one for you. This and one, you better be eating it. Don't be nope. thinking. Nope. To I gross me out with tortillas. Nope, nope, nope. This one is a su- supreme superior uh, for ultra running uh, that I came up with. I actually posted it. I was going to send it to you, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait. I want to tell him this. And this this goes along, and I tested this out. And it is uh, trail butter, peanut butter, mm-hmm. trail butter, peanut butter. Okay. They actually, you get in. They'll put in a pan. You got packets. They actually had a trail butter. They um, ten barrel. They collaborated, and it yeah. was really good. Um, but anyways, it was a a trail butter uh, peanut butter, uh, which I believe they're out of Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spring Energy, which is my favorite gel. If I'm going to take a gel, can't get it anywhere. I got to. We got to order it. Yeah. Uh, it's the Canterbury Sage Canaday. Endorse hits his flavor. Uh-huh. It's like uh, cranberry, strawberry, really good. Uh, take that that trail butter. You get Killer Dave bread. The, the, the thin, whole, the whole or... grain. No, the actual whatever bread. Okay. The the loaf. You know the Killer Dave's bread. Yep. yep. Uh, the multi grain, and you put you put the peanut butter or the trail butter on it, and then you take one of them. Uh, Spring Energy gels, yeah. two hundred calories on it. Put it on there. It's just like it. It's like a jelly. It's like a candy bar. Bro. It's it's so good. There that is the, my favorite gel. I don't like gels. I, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, but that has a consistency of like, like I won't say an apple. It's like an applesauce, but it's like, yeah. a, uh, but it has like strawberry and cranberry and and, and goodness. Put that together. I had six of those. I had a. Uh, with my my training partner, uh, my equal partner that I was training with, that you uh, won't say, but it's okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we we did mailbox peak. Yeah. And I was like, okay, mailbox peak. I want to make sure you get there, but I want to do more. And so I uh, did mailbox, kicked ass on that, came back down. I had total six out six of those. End up changing my trail shoes into my Clifton ones, and I ran to Mount Sai mm-hmm. and went up Mount Sai. Same day, right. twenty almost twenty six mile journey, eight thousand feet of, of vertical, and I didn't have another peanut. I didn't have a peanut butter jelly sandwich. That spring energy trail butter. Uh, Dave's bread sandwich at the trailhead at Psy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good. I'm gonna pound this out. I already, I already did the old trail up. I'm gonna pound this out. And uh, by the time I got to the top of Psy, I was gassed. 
I had ran out of I ran out of water. Only they had was a a, a beer that was warm. <laughs> and I'm like, so I am yeah, I, I got to the bottom of the haystack at Psy and I'm like, I don't have any more energy to to hit the haystack. Right. I called it at that. And I came back down. I was yeah, I can't I finished almost in the dark. But um yeah, I I'd ate six of those and it was like I was powered like the whole way. <laughs> but it was it was good. It was and I I went with the the Dave's bread for the nutritional fat, you know, the yeah. multigrain um in it and uh yeah, it was it's actually really good. Okay. So, so that's that's your go-to that, that would be a go-to peanut butter jelly sandwich for okay. for the trails. Uh just your traditional yeah. peanut butter jelly sandwich just bread um just regular layer yeah just just okay. put it on there and then usually you know you take the uh the knife i usually put the peanut butter on first and then wipe the knife off and then you'll get the the jelly and put the jelly on okay. it and make sure that so that you don't get the peanut butter in the jelly when you're yeah oh yeah yeah so okay well, what about uh rogue or deschutes man um, so I've never been to either one of those breweries, but I've had Rogue Beer, I think, and Deschutes, because Deschutes you can find anywhere, mm-hmm. and Rogue is here and there. Um, I, I heard uh, Chris, when he was on, talk about the uh, maple bacon. Yeah. Pink, actually, that's what got me, like interested in rogue mm-hmm. is uh my favorite voodoo donut is the bacon maple and actually for me i, I liked it I, I couldn't sit there and pound that beer like yeah I, I wouldn't be sitting here drinking these beers with of a bacon maple but i yeah i could see where the where they it mixed flavors and um and then the grape ape uh rogue did uh collaboration with voodoo the grape ape they're great uh, donut that they yep. put like uh, uh, Kool Aid powder on it. That one was the best one if you've got a <laughs> frosted mug, like a fro- mug that's been in your fridge for a week. Yeah. And it's just frosted over, and you pour that in there. Yeah. And if you had a little bit of frost on the top, you take it, and it would taste like grape, like yeah. Kool Aid when okay. you're drinking. It was it was good. But I think I, I drink more of the shoots. Uh, have their just normal beers. I, I would I would have to probably say the shoots on the on the beer. Okay. I, like I said, I haven't been to either one of the breweries, but you know, like the freshly squeezed usually. Oh like yeah, that's good stuff. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, they have an Emerald IPA that I've gotten at a at a gas station one time. It was like eight something. It was like shoot, I couldn't even. <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was it was it was like sipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But but yeah, the shoots. I would say. Well, what about since you do have a sense of humor and you're ahead of the meme game? I mean, I think you're ahead of it more than I am. I used to be a big memer, but you got the humor, man. So, your favorite Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this one, I guess. And a lot of this does with what, like, I'm what I'm gonna tell you. My favorite ones, mm-hmm. and it has to do with like direction or things that you brought up about you know rebranding your yeah your pod podcast you know family friendly and uh my you're gonna i haven't heard this one uh jack and jill jack oh wow really al pacino yeah yeah he he made that too but you know it's like (laughs) where were you right and but then blended 
Blended's good. Because I watched those with my daughter, and and my daughter, we would watch Jack and Jill like a couple times a week. She was just like her favorite when she was younger. Yeah. And we'd watch it together. And so those, that's where, you know, yeah, I've seen most all of them. I mean, I listened to them. I mean, the goat, uh, the whole thing on the thing, you know, hey, goat. I hope you didn't get out of the back of the truck. Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to get the, my hickory. <laughs> but I, I listened to a lot of them. Those you know, CDs the, are great, man. Um, but yeah, those, I would say just because of the, the whole family thing and my daughter and uh, those are, I actually watched blended with her here just a couple weeks ago, you know, and with Drew Barrymore on it. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, the, like I said, listening to him through high school and, you know, a severe beating of a high school janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah, those I would say those are my two favorite. You know, there's Billy Madison and, and those that but Jack and Jill. Okay. Jack and Jill. Yeah. You're the first, man. Yeah. I have to say. So what's what's on your bucket list, man? Bucket list. Mountain wise. Okay, so so I Top then, top three. Top three. Or you just give me the, the top one, man. The top okay. dog. Um, so I'd like to finish a project that I started that I got emotionally derailed on uh back in uh sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was eighteen. So maybe, I can't remember. So I was working on a project to run from Badger Mountain to Mount Adams in a in a seventy uh, two hour deal. Mm-hmm. And um so I ended up running from in sections to to learn learn the route from badger mountain to bickleton Mm -hmm. and i was working on trying to get permission to go across there's box canyon road on highway 97 and there's another road out of bickleton that that would meet that up instead of going down on the road down to come into goldendale yeah and there's a logging company out of ellensburg to own that land and, and it wasn't open to public on that side of the road. They own land on the other side of 97, which is open to public, but the right side or the east side of 97, it wasn't open to public. Yeah. I was trying to work on that, had information, contacts to see if I could have permission to just come across. And uh, just things happened emotionally for me that at that time, but I'd put so much time and in, in going and mapping it out from Bickleton all the way through Goldendale. Once you get to Goldendale, there's a pretty much a bike path that goes along the left side of the road to Adams and I was going to summit Adams and back down and do it in, in a 72 hour period from Badger mountain. 72 I'd, hours. Yep. And, uh, that got derailed, but I had put so much time and, and, and energy into that. Uh, like I didn't want all that to go to waste. So I thought of something just as cool, uh, that could be within my wheelhouse. And, uh, I attempted to climb hood and run to Portland in a 24-hour period. And I did it the same weekend. It was uh, the 4th July. 4th July. I was going to start on 1st July, get done on 3rd July, mm-hmm. and then head to the coast for family function. Well, <clears throat> we planned it to Hood, where I'd do that, and then we'd be heading to the coast on the 3rd. And uh, I climbed Hood, um, got down to the parking lot, Changed into it was the first time I ever <laughs> summoned hood at like four o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning. Yeah, and uh, got to the parking lot. Had got some nutrition, some breakfast burritos. Changed into running gear. My family was out there, and proceeded to run to Portland. I was doing great 
to uh, Rhododendron. I was doing great there. I left mm-hmm. Rhododendron, and my IT band just started. Like, oh, I was hurting. God, and yeah. so I slogged out all the way to Sandy, Oregon, and I started. It was 20 hours, five minutes. This was summoning hood yeah. coming down and to Sandy, Oregon. It was 20 hours and five minutes. And I was looking at it. Start, and then you start getting in your head. You're like starting to look at time, you know, yep. and it's like, I'm not going to make the 24 hours. I'm, I'll probably get to boring Oregon. Yeah, boy. That was, a, that was a, I was pretty much, I had my own route, but I was trying to stick to the route of the hood to coast yeah. and trying to get to boring to hit the, the bike path that goes through Gresham and into downtown Portland. Yeah. And I got to there and I'm like, you know, my, I am really hurting and I'm just barely slogging out like 18 <laughs> miles and I'm just like, my family's out there. It's hot. And it's like, you know, I'm going to call it. I'm going to have me a high five heffy because that's my favorite heffy. Yeah. Um, from Iron Horse. Yep. And I had those on ice. And I'm like, you know, I call it. I'm here at Sandy. Duh. And okay. then and my, I call that my successful failure. But um, I, I'd like to do something like that again. Something from, you know, something big. Um, just something something like that from Badger to, to Adams or. Or, you know, from, I, the other thing, too, you know, Christoph Tuscher, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he does amazing things. He's done, um, he's ran from Adams to, to Hood. He's ran from Adams to St. or St. Helens to, to Adams. He does hmm. big endeavors. I've met him okay. once on uh, Steens Mountain. That's, that's my race. Like I said, that's a 10K race at Steens yeah. Mountain. I met him there. And uh, we email back and forth every now and then. I bounce ideas off of him. And uh, he puts a lot of challenges out there that are like, hmm. if you put your mind to it, you can do it. But they're yeah. like, oh, it's ridiculous. But I'm more of the bigger personal endeavors than I am for races. But Okay. <laughs> yeah. The older I get, the the more I am like that as well. What, what What's your go? What, what are you doing this year? Um, Right now, um, Got a lot of stuff going on. My daughter, like I said, is a competitive softball player. Mm-hmm. Um, Season. Yep. Uh, she just w- started. Yep. Actually, she just went out for tryouts, and I haven't even heard what, how she did. But uh, she's playing high school. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, at Kenwick High uh, okay. last year. She uh, she made varsity as a freshman starter catcher. Played ninety okay. percent of the games. And, uh, wow. is the reason, uh, the coach even said at their letter ceremony at the end of the season, uh, she was the reason why they made it to state. It was like 12 years that Kenwick High hadn't made the state and, huh. in uh, softball. And, um, we played Mount Spokane and she hit a over the, over the fence home run, uh, which tied it up. And then the next at the bat, she hit a, a, a stand up double with two RBIs. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's top of her game. She has good coaching. Uh, her, yeah, her coach, uh, Marcos, uh, has been working with her for years and, um, behind the plate. Huh. She's, she's one of the best in this area. I, and I'll, I'll put her against anybody. I, I've seen it. I've seen yeah. enough. Um, enough of it. That's why we don't play, we don't play local tournaments right. anymore. We got, we, we've got lots of tournaments and we got a tournament in Canada. I just found out we have a tournament in Notre Dame that she's going to oh, okay. in June and that's not even school ball. So yeah. yeah. Um, for, for that, um, 
I would like to sign up for, I haven't signed up yet for the 15K Badger Mountain because that's always just nice to get out there and people are out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am signed up for a Run with the Goats 50K again. <clears throat> okay. And then uh, I got 12-hour Twilight that I've signed up for. Um, Gretchen race. Gretchen got you. Huh? Oh, yeah. No, she's, as you guys say, she is. She's awesome. She uh, is. I came out to meet her while she was volunteering for Badger Mountain. And, <laughs> yeah. Because um, we've talked, right? we've messaged back and forth on Instagram, and then I was like, I'm going to come see you. And she's like, hey, it's always nice to meet you yeah. and all that. Uh, so I got 12 hours of Twilight, and then uh, Jason had told me um, that there's, I am one of two. And I'm going to sign up for it because it's, it's easy for me. I like it. Yeah. Is the quad killer challenge. Okay. There's only one of two, and I'm one of two, that have finished it every year it's been put on. Mm-hmm. And the other the other two is uh, Ben. It's me and Ben has finished it every year. And so that, that'll that be on the books uh, for sure. Um, Who's going to win? Well, it's, it's, yeah. So he, Jason told me, he's like, there's going to be a a last man standing award. He's like, I don't know when it'll be, but it's between you and him. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to quit. And and the way Ben's mentality is, he ain't going to quit. So hell is going to go to, we're probably, (laughs) you know, using wheelchairs to get up that sucker. (laughs) That's funny. That's, that's awesome. Have a little cane with a little honker on it. Like get out of my way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've done that every year. Uh, and I, it's just fun. I like how it has a two week thing. They I go out there at any time and yeah. just go bang it out. And uh, I told Jason, I was talking to Jason about it. I was like, you know what, my my thing is with it. That I'll share is that I'll go up there like a week before it starts because I know it's gonna start. And uh, I'll go up there and you know I'll go power up it, and then I'll bomb I'll bomb down that thing. And uh, it's crazy. Um, and the Strava thing, like you just kind of see where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, end up getting like the seventh fastest time down it. Even uh, Brian Anderson was like, that's like Godspeed. Like it was like 348. Yeah. I ran like a 348 down that thing and I blew my quads up. Yeah. Blew my quads up. <laughs> I hurt. can only imagine. They, they hurt, <laughs> but I, I recovered for a week. So then when you go to do it, your, your pace, it's a mile or a minute slower it feels so much more comfortable oh yeah because your quads are are recovered from being yeah. dumb and going down it uh yeah that's a that's a dumb race but i enjoy it brian's more of a uh road runner so he is but, but dude he's he's one of the best around hey. him chris like Albertson, yeah, and and Jesse. Oh, Jesse is just I. I you Those know, three are probably the I almost think that top he, dogs around. I think he was. Uh, I think he was on the movie Twilight. I think Jesse was it. <laughs> I mean, I, when they were going trees. to Wales. Oh man, I, he he is not human, man. I just yeah, that no, guy he's, is just he's one of the best out yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, Brian actually just recently took one of my. Uh, one of my uh crowns the uh the descent down the front face of jump off joe okay uh he dropped it by over a minute and i'm like geez and and he was like i'm feeling it he like i messed him like well looks like i'm getting an email because they'll email you when you lose your crown Uh, they look like i'm gonna get an email and he's like yeah well you know uh i'm feeling it i'm gonna feel it for a couple days my quads are blowed up so yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it was cool to have them on and to promote their uh, their endeavor. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, 
A race of Steen's rim run. That would be something I, I've been talking to Brian about it. Brian, uh, Brandon Latin. Yeah. Um, I even mentioned it to Jesse, um, Kyle Paulson. Like, I'll pay oh, their yeah, way. Kyle. I'll pay their their registration to get into it because it's a Steen? It's a, Steen's Mountain. It, it yep. starts at, at uh, 7,800 feet and tops out at, at 97 mm. in a 10K distance. And it's. The, the route is very similar to Jump Off Joe. Actually, yeah. I'll train on Johnson Butte because Johnson Butte mimics the, the same elevation gain and the same kind of yeah. way up. And uh, it's the altitude that, that gets you. And, and uh, yeah, I was hitting every one of them. I was like, hey, you want to go down and, and shoot for a course record? Uh, Max Keen tried to go for the record. He's about a minute short of King, the record. King is a beast. Yeah, and he tried. Uh, there's a... Um, shoot, I had it. Um, name's Justin. I can't remember what his last name was. He holds the record for that 10k distance at like 43 minutes. And Max King was over a minute before, uh, less than him. Yeah. But this Justin, he was a, a, a cross country skier, Olympic or hmm. Olympic medalist. And he'd went up there, but, uh, that is just a fun family, like, country there's everybody knows everybody yeah. race uh i recommend it to you know for people no i plan on hanging out in eastern oregon more this year especially around the steens i know that's not much but man those canyons i, I really want to explore the canyons out there yeah oh those are yeah there's gorges oh, that yeah. are like two thousand feet down and yeah. and i mean you look down and there's full-size trees down there in the canyons yep. that you're like they look little I mean, oh yeah but no, that's a beautiful country. Uh, it's like when you're driving up on the on the west side of the mountain. It's like driving from Oregon into Washington. It just you don't even know you're gaining really elevation. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to the top, and then the whole the whole east side drops off a mile. Yeah. Into the Aurora Desert, and it's like, oh man, it's it's a beautiful country down there. What mountain are you going to hit this year? First, first mountain. First mountain. Besides Helens, because you just did it. Yeah, well, I'd like to go back to Helens uh, before the permit you know, for, for permit because I bought a snow park permit or for annual because they were like twenty eight bucks now for a day, and it was like fifty four for uh, annual. And I'm like, you know, if I don't make it, I want to go back again. Yeah. So if I were to buy two tickets, it would just didn't make didn't make any sense so i bought an annual one so i'd like to go back and 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 finish that try to finish that um i definitely would like to get back on hood again because uh it's been 2001 or not 2001 2021 uh i went down to do a got to the hogs back in 20 in 2020 uh right when covid was hitting and uh it was cold i got to the devil's kitchen and I had just a lot of stuff playing in my head because there was a sign down there. It was like, hey, due to COVID, if you get stranded up here or something, you're not, we're not going to have any yeah. any help up here. And I'm like, right. I got that. And I'm like, you know, I'm cold and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, there's only like three of us on the mountain. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I hung out up there right at Devil's Kitchen and decided to come back down. And that was the last time I've been up high on the mount, on Mount Hood. But I'd like to hit Hood again. Okay. Um I don't know. It's like like I shared with you, uh, you know, McLaughlin was a great one. I'd like to go back down and try to run that, run that because I I hiked it before. Because yeah. I I'd never been up on there, and I left my sister's house and and hiked up it. And um, Thilson was a was a good one. Thilson was funny when I climbed that. There was that's a, intense. That Thilson's good, man. Well, when you it's get, a good workout. Get to that last 
Summit Pinnacle. It was like yeah. there was a guy that showed up there, and I'm like looking it over, and this guy was like a brand Latin dude. I mean, just like I'm like I'm trying to find the route I want to go up. He's like pick a route, and he just got on the rock and just yeah. And I'm yeah. like shoot, and so I got up to the spot that there was this opening like this big, and I was like yeah. having to suck through it and got to the top. And uh, going up is really easy. Coming down was like. Yeah. unprotected and then you your mind's messing with you because there's like a thousand foot of run out but, <laughs> yeah dude but, it's crazy but no um i don't know i'd I'd like to do uh definitely like to be back on hood again this year uh okay. finish the unfinished business on on st helens um yeah maybe maybe i don't know it just we'll see how things go this would, year would you let us well let me know I know you already hit me up. You're like, hey, I, hey I'm, I'm here up, for an invite. Yeah, sick invite, man. That's <laughs> well, you know, I, I was looking at and listening to some of your your podcasts about uh, Smith Rocks, and I'd actually be interested in. in Never cruising. been. I just been by it, you know, through uh, what is that, Trodum or what's what's the name? Terrabon. Terrabon. Yeah, I've been by there, and you could look down there, and you could see Monkey Face. And There's no. It's. You, you can see it, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go that way. A smidge. You get in there, it's yeah. another world, man. No, I wouldn't mind making a, a weekend trip, overnight trip, or you know, Saturday, Sunday, because like I said, usually, yeah. uh, if I have a free time to to make it that way, to hit you up on your offer to going down and checking that out. Yeah, so. stay at Skull. Uh, God, what is it? The Skull. Uh, it's on the other side of Smith Rock, but uh, yeah, I only pay like three bucks to stay there. Wow. And yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's a good God. I I, I stay there all the time, and and it's uh, about uh, Indians massacring uh, the white settlers. There. I know you were talking about that yeah. one. I'm like, hmm. And the guy was might have had methamphetamines in him. That was yeah, freaking out. That was wild. Oh my, that was wild, man. That guy was like, he was on something. They never found him. Um, hopefully, they found him, but it. It was gonna get a hundred degrees oh, yeah. later on that day, but yeah, man, that guy was on something, man. And <laughs> yeah, it, you never been. Oh, it's yeah. it's a different world, man. Misery Hill is busy. Outside of that, if you go to Gray Butte mm-hmm. from Smith Rock, dude, solid twenty four miles. Oh wow! And you can see Gray Butte. That's the tallest hill in that area, man. Mm-hmm. You're good, and, oh. and 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 it's 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 brutal. It's a brutal. Um, maintenance road you know uh, right up to that tower and it's it's deceiving but nah man it, it, you can spend all day there and, and not hit the tw- uh, the trail twice nice yeah 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 it's 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 a good training ground there's a reason why people go to ben be just or move to ben because mm-hmm. of that dude oh wow uh just hit on just race it i'm thinking of uh who is it uh they put on a race there, um, at Smith Rock. Go beyond, maybe. Yeah, it, uh, the Smith Rock at Ascent, Ascent, yeah. and and then also, yeah, there's two big ones in the the Smith Rock Ascent, and then the Smith Rock twenty forty fifty. I think it is. Yeah, you can. I, sp- I looked at those, you know, just but just been just busy with life and and stuff, but. Um, one thing I was going to say about, um, I told Julie's husband, uh, when I rolled into, cause I did the Badger Mountain 50 miler nine ninety nine or not 99, um, 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I loved it. So that I wanted to come back to that real quick. So yeah. I told you about my first, uh, and I ended up getting a finishing time because they the clock was messed up, and I got an email from the guy when I ran Brandon, Brandon's race, the Badger Mountain 50K. Mm-hmm. Uh, something was wrong with the clock, and so he sent a message to everybody that like, hey, I may not have got you in. If you if you finish, give me your finish time. I'll put you in there. And so I was like, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll send it, but I'm not expecting anything. I, I finished it this time. I know I was past the cutoff. Yeah. You know, and it was a struggle and told him kind of my sob story a little bit. And he emailed me back to timekeepers and said, hey, I got you in there. You know, I don't think that there should be a cutoff, but I'm glad you finished. And thanks for reaching out. And he got me in there. I got a finishing time, which was awesome. Um, but... Uh, the story I wanted to finish with that <clears throat> is that uh, Chris Pole, the beer fairy, mm-hmm. uh, was showing up on my Instagram like oh, it's just local, like like feed, and it was like he's showing. I'm like, oh, this guy's local. Yeah, and I started following him and and uh, recognize him, and I comment to him. He's like, oh yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I ended up doing a uh, girls on a run with my daughter mm-hmm. down at the park, Howard Amon. And they were down there kind of just helping out or doing it. Was, it was him and it was Chris and Julie's husband. And I seen him over there and I recognized Chris. I didn't know who Julie's husband was at the time. Jason. Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> and uh, so I, I go I go over there and introduce myself because I follow him on Instagram and recognize Chris. And I go over there and, and uh, talk to him a little bit. And Chris is like, hey you like drinking beer? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you like running? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, I got a running group for you that meets Thursday nights, 5K and brew. It's random places. Here's, you look it up. This is where we're going to be. You gave me the website and then yeah. got to talking a little bit and uh, talking about just runs and that. And then that's when they found out that I had, what my deal was with, with Badger. And I was like, I don't ever want to run that, that again. He's like, well, I've taken it over. It's not the same race. Right. Julie's husband, Jason, and uh, he's like, "I, you should come out." And I'm like, "I, I despise the Badger Mountain Challenge. I, I didn't right. even hit Badger for like four years. I never even went on. I went everywhere Jeez. else. That was how bad it, it, it affected me. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. And so, uh, <laughs> just becoming friends with with Jay, with Jason, Julie's husband. Uh, the first race I did under him was uh, Jump Off Joe Marathon. And I had a blast. I had a wild bill. You probably heard of him. Yep, yep. Um, I, I haven't up, seen him in a while. I ended up leapfrogging him all the way through that race. And uh, I remember Scott Conrad told me, hey, you better not have eaten any cookies or brownies. Yeah. <laughs> he was just joking. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's how he, get, how he goes. That's his go-to. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we leapfrogged that whole race. Uh, he ended up sitting down at the bottom of Jump Off Joe Road when we hit that. And I ended up almost to the top by the time he caught me. He, it was just, he's very, uh, he knew what he was doing and yeah. I had a good time. I had a good conversation with him and, yeah. uh, I had a great time with that. And I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for any races. I'm going to sign up for Badger. I'm going to yeah. make it. It's another race. I'm going to just clear my head. And, uh, I signed up for the 50 miler and, uh, it, it was the greatest, greatest thing. Um, had one little issue I don't want to bring up. But no, it, I worked, I worked through that up there, but uh, I was more about having a good time. Uh, John Carpenter was at the aid station at McBee. I ended up hanging out there 
and having quesadillas visiting <laughs> and um, not from Taco Bell. Not from Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> he made them, but had a great time. Uh, finished that, came down. Jason was there. Uh, Todd uh, Wagon Wagner. Yep, yep. I uh, was there. We had a beer. I had another friend there. Had a beer when I finished, and it was it was a great time. And I told Jason right to his face. I said, you know, uh, fifty miles are great. The uh, hundred mile course. Uh, anybody who wants to do that has a predisposition for ignorance. That's me because That's it's me. like it's it's it's. I just couldn't see going out and doing that route again. <laughs> this is the longest episode so far. Right on, right on. Hold but, on. Yeah, shoot, I should save some for another time. Hold on. All right. Well, since I uh, broke the seal and <laughs> used it twice, and I mean, I just knowing, I think this is the longest. We're almost nearing three hours. Almost. We took a break. I took two breaks. <laughs> but how do you feel, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I'm very uh, much appreciative and thankful for the opportunity to come just share my story and oh, yeah. and uh, who I am. And um, like I said, I, I definitely love the, the community, the running community that we're in. And uh, mentioned some names there that, you know, I, I love everybody I run with and yeah. I care about every one of them. And uh, they all have their own personal uh, personality and um try to you know make sure that i'm courteous and kind to everybody and um but with a massive meme game though dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know like i said it just i'm very thankful for this and very rare that i get an opportunity to share my story and um for us just to in a short amount of time you reaching out and you know just kind of Looking me up, like I said, I looked you up a little bit just to see what I was coming into. And, yeah. Um, well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I look forward to the opportunity next time maybe we could shoot for the shortest one you've had. Shortest? <laughs> I don't know, man. Those, those 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 kids, those kids that I have on, I think they're the shortest ones, man. Well, so they, I don't know what that said. I mean, it's like they're still growing and they don't have the, you know, stories maybe yet. Well, yeah, I, just, I, but they're just like, I don't know. I can't really ask him what kind of beer do you drink (laughs) (laughs) i've seen when you i I heard that that you're like what's your go-to is it is it root beer is it pepsi or mountain dew and he was like it's usually a pepsi okay i mean yeah cater to that and i i like i said i respect that that i mean yeah there's a lot of talent that's coming up and a lot of you know you showcase some kids that are coming up yeah that that, may, uh... may help boost their you know, you go boost them up by oh, yeah. bringing them on. So. Dude, those guys, are, they're unbelievable. But, man, uh, Miles Berry, the weirdest one go-to. Not the weirdest, but the unlikely one. Miles Berry does Big Red Gum, dude. Hmm. Big Red. Wow. It was yeah. up with the, the bread and cheese sandwich. I, I, I guess I had to be in rodeo. To, <laughs> it's a Western no. thing, dude. Right? It's a Western thing. And it, it is just a block of cheese. A slice of it, of a block, and just bread. Oh, that's crazy. No I, mayonnaise, no mustard. You know what my mom would, what my mom would do? Because we were kind of <laughs> in that poor end of things that she would uh, take the, you know, blocks of cheese and just cut like yeah. slices of it and mm-hmm. have like uh, salsa and just dip it in the salsa and eat See, cheese. Salsa. Yeah. That was a snack. Yeah. That's, I remember my mom doing that. But yeah, I well, first... heard you mention that and I'm like... Yeah, first I thought peanut butter jelly sandwich was a poor man food, but nah, dude, cheese and bread, that takes the cake, man, so. Right, right. 
But no, I mean, I, I believe this is the longest one. I've Look never seen it go up to almost 5,000 bars. Yeah, bars. 49. What's that up there in the top? 49? Yeah, it's, it, it, it goes in bars. It's a bar. So like every beat, I think it's three beats. Yeah, shoot, we can <laughs> hand this at like forty nine nine. That'd yeah, be a we're, great we're show. Hit five thousand, man. But <laughs> this is the longest. But hey, I want I want you back on. But I, I I want to do or climb a mountain with you, dude, and yeah. then have you back on, and then and just have some more insight, you know, because I, I do a lot of things alone. Certain people like Ben, like Jose. Jason knows a little bit, but he does his thing. He makes sure everybody's in the clear. So mm-hmm. I'll do a little bit of J- with Jason mm-hmm. and then on with my own thing. But uh, no, I want, I want to do a mountain with you, man. I wanted to do Helens with you. I was like, what? This mother f- did Helens and didn't even invite? All right. Here's well, like, here's a bin moment. Sick invite. you know? Right. No, no. That I, I get that. And it's like, like I said, I battling some things right now in, in my no, personal life. Totally uh, A lot of stuff going on and... Uh, I needed to to do that and um, just get yeah. away and and yeah maybe I didn't battle the demons like I wanted to but it was a it was a good time and I gotcha. um, you know like I said uh, it, it was good there's something def- definitely different about that mountain about St Helens and any mountain oh, yeah. I've been on just the feeling of it I actually was going up on it like I said first time I've ever been on St Helens and I was thinking to myself what would it have been like to be if you could get from being belted with debris what did it feel like to be on that side of the mountain when it's blowing up on the other side i'm pretty sure you wouldn't be around <laughs> but i mean it's just whatever was going on on that side because there's it, it's like night and day yeah 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 um but uh another tidbit of thing my my oldest daughter's birthday is may 18th oh, okay of 2000 so okay so she's kind of yeah we i took her up on adams we didn't get very far up it i think we made it just below lunch counter together but the goal was to get to the elevation above st helens and we could look over yep. and see st helens over there but, man that's a beautiful site yeah i love it um, but yeah definitely definitely something uh st helens would be well, good to, to finish maybe if i get a chance to do that in the next couple of weeks I'll i reach don't, out to i don't you. talk much when i'm out there with people hey, i don't either you know so, it's just i just do like it. I, like I said, I didn't talk much with the guy, the kids that were up there. But yeah, no, I, you do your thing, I do my thing, or just get up there and take a picture of each other and drinking our Coca Cola and our Gatorade. And- yeah. <laughs> and if anything, the only time I do talk is afterwards when we're having a beer and then, you know, I have nothing to eat, waiting for some food. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's when it starts talking, but yeah, no, and I think the next show you have me on. There's some other things I'd like to touch on with yeah, uh, you know anytime. the breweries. Uh, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of them up through the Columbia River Gorge. That are you know my favorites and that that, yeah. that we didn't touch on this one. Um, but things like that, it'd be it'd be great to be oh, brought yeah. back on. And like I said to you when you first reached out to me, you're like, "Hey, when you're desperate, reach out to me. I'll see what I got." I didn't say desperate. I said, desperate. <laughs> "Oh yeah, desperate." I yeah, said yeah. desperate. I it, said, "Well, it, if you're desperate, reach out." Yeah, but man, it's 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 just unbelievable the stories that you know us common folk have you know and and that's why that's why i started this podcast man because it's like you know covid took a hit mentally physically emotionally on me but um you know i i just told myself i was like man i got stories too yeah you know and so here i am man 131 now oh yeah that's 131 (laughs) 
Hey, I was hoping that uh, I was hoping you'd post. Uh, I'd have been your two your two forty nine on your post on Instagram. And then you posted the rebrand because you didn't have it right the first oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shoot. Okay, well, what's two forty nine? I just like the number forty nine. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> but, gotcha. Yeah, my, my mom's a just with things. My mom's a big forty nine er fan. Oh, so. okay. And then you got the. I seen that. What is it? Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoot the coaster. The coaster, man. Okay. Yeah. But nice um, small world, yeah. But no, I, like I said, I appreciate the opportunity to share my story a bit and yeah. um, might lose some followers on this deal. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, there was nothing negative about no, it. No, no, uh, but no, I definitely loved it. And, nice. Well, uh, thank you for coming on here, man. And, and uh, every time I go down there, the twice to you know, break the seal times two, little Lillian, uh, picture time picture time oh, so do you is, is she your photographer no she's the one that takes the pictures or goes uh poses and she's like with oh the yeah thumb. No. so no, no she's I'm, I'm down with that yeah, she, all right that's, that's a good good time uh uh yeah maybe next time you could have some of your crew up here like i said uh uh Dwayne. yeah yeah, I'd, I'd like I'll to meet him. To like I said, I was listening to him. I thought, shoot, that my dad on there? Yeah, he, I got you. <laughs> Tell him to bring some barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's the scheduling. The scheduling is is as much as uh, this podcast is growing. The schedules of each and every person, mm-hmm. it's tough, man. And right. it, it it that's more of a struggle than actually asking people to come on. Right. So uh, speaking of the the barbecue, I, like I told you when I first got here. Uh, I do have one sponsor, and that's uh, Swampy's Barbecue yeah. and Eatery. Uh, Ron Swampy, yeah, he takes care of me, uh, you know, food-wise, drink-wise. Yeah. You know, Where's that Swag. Um, Sorry. He's he's down at, uh, right now, he's down at the Columbia Wine Village down on Columbia uh, Drive, yeah. right across the street from Zips. Yeah. Uh, he's usually open, uh, he's usually open Wednesdays through Saturdays, uh, some Tuesdays. Uh, the weather sometimes uh, uh, the cold weather they'll or windy weather they'll they you know can't sh- show up but he's gonna have a permanent place down there here soon he's been working on and and getting deals set up to where he'll have a permanent place so he could be open more and and uh, cater he, we've already been in the talk about you know um, accommodating the 5k and brew group yeah uh, that were he will have a, a local brewery come in and, and he'll have the barbecue and then, you know, they're, they're going to be able to give him a spot to where he could close it off to where he nice. have barbecue and brew on oh, okay. Thursday, Friday nights. And we've been, we've been in that talk to, to get that set up. But uh, yeah, Ron and, and Cruz is, is, is one of his top guys and uh, Ron's daughter It's a family deal. It feels family down there. And um, yeah, there's uh he pretty much name any sandwich, any size of sandwich you want, you get it Dan size, and he's named that after me because uh, okay. we just we've had a relationship for quite a while. He's been down by my work and met yeah. him, and I'd go in there and call him out, and say, "Hey, I got to go to Zips and I got to buy a burger there after I'm done eating barbecues. I didn't get full enough." He's like, "No, I can't mm. be having that." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he was like, "Well." We're gonna double the size, you know, double size of the sandwich. We're gonna call it the Dan, and uh, but yeah, he takes really good care of me and good barbecue. He, you know, brisket, uh, baby back ribs, uh, the Cuban the smoking Cuban is one of my favorite sandwiches. Oh, he I was makes. gonna ask you what's your go to? Yeah, the, the Cuban sandwich. That one is the only one I don't ever need to get Dan size. 
Um, but you know, they take good care of me, any of my needs, uh, if I need food for something, uh, you know, awesome. hats, shirts, uh, whatever I need, uh, he takes good care they of me. They have and, that there? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let me check yeah, it out. You could buy, buy hats, you could buy, you know, and the barbecue is awesome. And, uh, but yeah, they're, they're a good group of, of okay. people and family and, um, I'm I'm blessed to be friends and blessed to be uh, sponsored by them. So, well, I appreciate you coming in, man, and yep. uh, befriending me. Yes. So, thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been a appreciate- pleasure. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time, my friend. All right, man. Mm-hmm.